front on both sides of the line of scrimmage and you're going to win a lot of football games. And I don't care if you're in the wishbone, single wing, or in the spread. you got to win the line of scrimmage. Yeah, we, we've seen it for years with Dallas, even though this O-line is banged up and doesn't look nearly as good as it has been in the past. On Sunday, we saw it with Cleveland Browns. I mean, they were just driving Dallas off the ball. And Nick Chubb got hurt, and they just plugged somebody else in. Yeah. And they're still running. And, yeah, Zach's special player, but you don't – you don't get big yardage, big chunk plays unless you have somewhere to run. Yeah, and you were talking about the Cowboys. They were averaging uh, – Cleveland was averaging nine yards a carry. They were averaging a first down per It carry, was basically. ridiculous. But uh, – uh, and, Her- and Herbacek is that special kind of football player. And, he, you know, he's a Saturday guy. He's going to – you know, he'll be mm-hmm. doing it on the weekend. Uh, but he, it, he'll he'll be the first to tell you begins up front. So, uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that. Uh, uh, we got Campus Confidential coming up. We'll look around the Big 12. Uh, one of the things, the conversations that we started this morning, didn't get very deep into it, was the uh, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin deal. Okay, we all know, if unless there's just this monumental mm-hmm. breakdown in the SEC, that Alabama's going to go into Oxford and win the football game. But the relationship between Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, I would like to be a cameraman with a parabolic mic when those two go out to midfield to to exchange pleasantries while their punters and kickers are going through their pregame warm-ups. You know how the coaches do. I mean, they kind of meander into each other around midfield. So is that going to take place, or are they just going to have a a brief handshake at the end of the game? How's that all going to work? I'm intrigued. Steven, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, we'll have to get more into that at four. It's interesting. You know, Kiffin is sort of – uh, had a lot of fun with that relationship, and I don't know how personally. It's, he got fired by Nick. He took that job at Florida Atlantic, and Saban didn't think he was doing a great job as the OC at, in that first playoff game. So he he fired him before the national title game yep. and said, you know what, if you want to be the coach at FAU, you go ahead and, and get that job started. You're not focused here. Um, and so on one hand, Lane has to be bitter, but also like – Alabama has kind of become like a, a coach rehab spot. Like if you have a bad reputation as a head coach, you go get on Nick Saban's staff as an assistant and you work there for a couple of years and you do a good job and then you get that next opportunity. And that's what happened for Lane. I mean, he had washed out and kind of become this guy that was just this um, goofy, almost character of himself, of himself. And then he ends up as the OC at Alabama and did a nice job there and parlayed that into another coaching job. There's a great read on uh, ESPN.com today and they were talking about just some of the things that transpired (laughs) in Tuscaloosa uh, while Lane Kiffin was the OC in fact I think and I I don't remember the article I read it this morning Uh, he he got left not once but twice uh, once on the well no he got left on the tarmac uh, or got fired on the tarmac Mm -hmm. at USC but he got but he got left by a bus uh, before the national championship game, they were doing, you know, coaches and coordinators were doing media availabilities. Well, it was time to leave. So Coach Saban and, and everybody else got on the bus and left and left him standing there talking. <laughs> so it's just fun little things like, you know, yeah. like that. And and I, he really did have a kind of a jovial attitude towards that. So I'm kind of curious what the if there is a relationship at all. And if so, what what what's it look like, and and uh, in in how will it how will we see it in public on Saturday night? They're two very different people. Oh, very much. Very different people. So very yes, that so. that will be a good uh, sort of note to watch on Saturday. So there you go. All right, it's uh, eighteen after three, three eighteen. This is the Matt Mosley Show. We're glad you're with us. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Charlie Roten of Rogers High School. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies once again tonight. Very comfortable and quiet conditions. Low temperatures fall to 61 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Another pretty warm day with a high of 88 degrees. And sunshine continues on Thursday. High temperatures top out at 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well this classic matt mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at central national bank listen to the matt mosley show monday through friday from three to six at marineland boating center we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water that's why marineland is home to alumacraft boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts for over 70 years alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch we've got an alumacraft model to fit your style and budget marineland boating center i-35 at loop 340 south or visit marinelandwacoyamaha.com some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. The Houston Texans have fired head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien and named associate head coach Romeo Cornell the team's interim head coach after an 0-4 start. The Chiefs beat the Patriots 26-10 and the Packers over the Falcons 30-16 last night. Houston blasts the A's 10-5 and the Yankees over the Rays 9-3. Astros game two today, 337. You can catch that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Yankees in race tonight at 7:10. Padres and Dodgers start their series tonight at 8:38. And the Marlins and Braves going on right now. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas for live updates. NBA Finals Game Four tonight. Tip at 8 o'clock. Lakers lead that series two to one. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Twenty-two is we pay tribute to Eddie Van Halen who passed away today. Welcome back into the program. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield in for Matt on this Tuesday afternoon, along with Stephen Simcox, and we welcome to the uh, to the program the head coach of the Rogers Eagles, Coach Charlie Roten. Charlie, how are you today? Good, Tom. How are you? We are we are good, and we're we're glad you're on the program. Let's talk a little bit about thirteen three A Division two. That's just your run of the mill district, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, let's talk about that easy district we got going on over here. Let's do it. The uh, the the league is crazy. I mean, we were we were talking about it earlier. If you don't come to play and bring your A game, there's a high probability you're leaving whatever stadium you're in that night with a loss. There's no doubt about it. I think, uh, think top to bottom, this is probably the best district in 3A, uh, Division Two. Uh, I can't speak for Division One, but 3A, Division Two, I, I would I would put this district up against anybody in the state. Charlie, would it be fair to say that there's going to be a good team or two that doesn't make the playoffs out of your league? Oh yeah, I've been saying it all year. Um, you know, I think uh, I think there's going to be two at least two teams that are not in the playoffs that are that could probably make the playoffs in, in other districts. Talk a little bit about your win. Obviously, that was a pretty complete game for you uh, on Friday night against uh, the Cubs. Yeah, we played well. Um, I was a little worried on Friday, um, just more so than I usually am. I, some, I told the kids after the game, these guys, I said, man, y'all are hard to get a read on. Um, I don't know if we're ready to play or not on Friday uh, before the game, and then we go out there and do that. So shows you what I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, the kids, we had a pretty good week of practice, and it was it was kind of a must-win game. I mean, you know, staring down Franklin this week and Lexington next next week, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to win those games to get in the playoffs so we really needed to beat Clifton and, and the kids performed well yeah that's what we were talking about at Steven and I just a few minutes ago congratulations on the win and for your efforts you get uh, Franklin followed by Lexington so <laughs> that will tell you a little bit about the league 
Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Now go 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 try to beat Franklin. <laughs> Coach, uh, I know Franklin still runs that that slot. See, have you seen much change under under Coach Fannin? I know he's been there, but first year as a head coach, do you see a lot of differences on film? Well, I don't really have any experience with Franklin. You know, they're dropping down from Division One, and we've never really uh, played any common opponents or anything. So honestly, I've never really seen them on on video or in person. So I can't speak to what they've been doing in the past. My coaches tell me that they're this is um, this is what they've done um, prior to this year. So to answer your question, I don't think they've changed much. When, when you face a team like that, you have got to play assignment football, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's one of our biggest keys this week defensively is to, you know, just to make sure we're lined up. You know, you're familiar with the slot T, uh, wing T top teams. They come out of the huddle fast and they snap it pretty fast, so you got to be you got to be lined up. You got to be in a good stance. You got to have your eye on your key, and because if you don't, um, you know they're 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 stinking really good. So if you don't do that, you know you don't give yourself a chance at all to be successful. Does your scout team become really important this week? I mean, just giving your guys a, a good look at what that's going to be on Friday night. Oh heck yeah! And you know they can't they, they there's no way they can give you the look um, that you're going to see on Friday, but. You know, we try to really um, coach our scout team really hard. We, you know, we go, you know, we call good on good a lot. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a, you know, uh, an offensive lineman that's a varsity offensive lineman against a varsity defensive lineman if they're not in there on defense. So we do those things throughout the year. So hopefully that'll help us, um, you know, help us against Franklin this week. What are the keys to being successful against that group? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I talked to uh, Q and those guys yesterday. You know, I don't think that you're going to stop them. You know, you, they're just too good. Um, I think, you know, Franklin's going to – they scored tons of points this year. So, you know, they're going to make some plays. They're going to score some points. Um, so, you know, the key is you got to make critical stops. You know, you can't – you know, you get yourself in third and third and six, third and seven. You know, you got to get a field on those downs. You know, if they get in third and two. You know, that's right where they want to be. Fourth and two, they're they're good with that. So, you got to get them in third and long, and you got to get off the field when you do get them on third and long. Charlie, appreciate it. I know you got to get out to practice. Uh, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. Thank All right. you, Charlie Roten, the head coach of the uh, Rogers Eagles, as uh, they will face Franklin and Lexington in back-to-back Fridays and. Boy, that's a, that's a tough task for anybody. All right, uh, 328, 28 after 3 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program, and uh, it is uh, brought to you in part by our good friends over at uh, Central National Bank, and we do appreciate them for being a part of the program as well. All right, 28 after 3, and, and Stephen, you can hear in the voice, you can hear in the voice, uh, you know, this this is this is – that time where you got to start making things happen. I mean, you can talk about, well, we got non-district football and we're going to get ourselves, you know, we're going to, you know, play quality people to get ready. Well, the getting ready part is now. This is this is go time. Yeah, for those 5A, 6A schools, I mean, you're still kind of feeling well, yeah. things out, figuring things out. But for Charlie's group and, and, you know, the lower classifications, they've been going since late August. So this is go time. You're in district play. This is where the games really matter. And, I mean, you heard him talk about it. And, coaches, thanks for Charlie for not just using cliches. I mean, he said last week was basically a must-win for them. They mm-hmm. didn't want to go in a situation after that Clifton game being 0-1 where they were going to have to win back-to-back. Obviously, they're going to try to beat Franklin. They're going to try to beat Lexington. They're going to compete. But you don't want to put yourself in a scenario where you have to 
you know, go two and zero against those great schools. Um, a little extra pressure if, you're, if you if yeah. you lose to Clifton and you're now you're, you're staring zero and three in the face. And, and yeah, so I understand what he's talking about. Definitely, it is. It's, it's extra pressure. It's uh, extra stress on on that team. So they're they're getting a feel. He's got a young team. He said he still he said before that Clifton game he didn't know how they were going to react, how they were going to show up, and they did a nice job. Um, and yes, it is, it's go time. We're going to see some matchups this week and in the next couple of weeks that are going to have huge implications, even though we're not quite to the end of the season. Um, what happens on Friday night is going to shape, you know, how these district races go. So it is uh three 30 here on a, uh, a Tuesday, and we're going to switch gears here and talk a little bit about the Cowboys. Dallas will, they're going to be at home with a late afternoon kick of uh, 325 against the uh, New York Giants. We'll have the game, by the way, at 230. Oh, and one other quick note, just, just to give you our Friday night lineup, since we were talking about high school football. Uh, 7 o'clock over on Kicker, we'll have Robinson and Gerald. And then uh, over on uh, Fox Sports Central Texas, that, of course, is uh, 1330 a.m. and 93.9 FM. Q and Ward and that group will have the uh, the Temple matchup, and they are Arlington at, at home against Arlington Martin. It's their first home game. They had a That's neutral right. site yeah. game and then a road game, so they've got uh, Arlington Martin coming in to uh, Wildcat Stadium as uh, Temple is off to the 2-0 start. Midway 0-1 on the season, got the late start because of – uh, mm-hmm. their situation with Round Rock. So they played last week against Westlake, and then they'll uh, play South Grand Prairie this Friday night at Panther Stadium before a week off and then a Thursday game on the road in Mansfield. So we got some stuff coming up there. And then, of course, after the three broadcasts, we'll bring you all back together right here on ESPN Central Texas for the uh, Friday night high school football scoreboard show, scores, highlights, and interviews with Garrett and Steven. That'll be coming up uh, on Friday night after the uh, the broadcast of Midway and South Grand Prairie. So there you go. Uh, Cowboys, as we mentioned, a uh, 2.30 broadcast with a 3.25 kick right here on uh, ESPN Central Texas as they welcome in the New York Giants. And, Stephen, it's always interesting when Jerry Jones meets the media because you just don't know where that conversation is going. And uh, Jerry Jones and – uh, had an opportunity to to catch up with uh, some of the media, and he talked a little bit about uh, where this football team is, and particularly on the defensive side of the football. But I judge the talent. I judge the talent by what we've had in the past. I judge the talent by what we're asking them to do, what the schemes are asking them to do. Uh, they need to do it. They need to do it in unison. They need to uh, basically execute the scheme and the plan and let plan trust the plan trust the scheme you hear that all the time just trust the play trust your preparation trust the play and uh, uh, that can be challenging if you've uh, got a new system and uh, we certainly have a new system but there are other clubs that have new systems too especially over on the defensive side of the ball Uh, so uh, uh, I, I think we will trust our schemes better Uh, I certainly think that uh, your coaching staff is capable and can make adjustments, and this uh, business we're in is nothing but a week-to-week series of adjustments. It's all about adjusting, and you've got to be a different team as you move through the year. We're capable of all of that. This is a good coaching staff. I've got a lot of confidence in it. Uh, I think we uh, have a really good chance of being a lot better as we go forward here. Was he indicating that they didn't 
trust the plan and didn't trust what the staff was putting together? Is that how you read that? I think that's one interpretation of it. Uh, I feel like he, what he's trying to get at is that they got a new scheme, a new system. Maybe guys aren't still fully caught up on everything going on. Uh, by the way, got some playoff baseball going on. Braves just took a 7-4 lead on the Marlins. Atlanta had a three-run home run in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, Astros A's about to get underway as well. Um, but, Tom, I, I, I think he's talking about he still has faith in this defensive talent. I really don't. Why? I don't know where that's coming from. I don't have faith in their talent. I don't have faith in their effort. I think you brought up yesterday. Oh, effort. <laughs> effort was not there. And I get it. Like, it's tough to dig deep when you're just getting beat. And that Browns game, that was a that was a shot to their pride. I mean, that was just a, a team marching down the field at will, especially in the first half. Well, you know, in the first quarter, it was you score, I score, you score, I mm-hmm. score. And then they the, the two back-to-back turnovers, yeah. and they got down two scores, and it was almost like, okay, deflation, it's over, it's done. And from that point on, I, and I know they kind of got – well, they didn't kind of. They did get back in the game. But with that said, I mean, it was for two and a half quarters just pathetic. Yeah, it was – I mean, it was 41-14 with 12 minutes left, and they yeah. they fought their way back into it. Gave themselves a chance. Defense just couldn't get, you know, one more stop to get them the ball back. But that's really disturbing. Regardless of what the reason is, if you got guys quitting in game four of a new regime, that's not good. And maybe that points to them not fully understanding, you know, the scheme, kind of what they're being asked to do. You might have to simplify it and just say, hey, we got to go back to playing some base. Like you guard your man, you guard your gap, you do your, you take care of your responsibility, and, and that's it. But I, I just, I get what I get. He has to say that in, in some ways. You can't just go out and completely rip um, your personnel. But it's maddening that he would think this team is is talented enough to get by with uh, with what they have on the field. Uh, they they give up 430 yards a game, which is a lot. But they're also putting up 500 yards a game. So, uh, <laughs> Stephen, it's uh, it's again offensively this team is going pretty well, but defensively, man, they uh, they really have some issues in 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 just about every area. And I realize they got some injuries, but you know what? It's the NFL. Everybody has some injuries. It's a yeah. Three- you have to have depth. I mean, it's it, everybody's dealing with that, as you said. Yeah, it's 335, 25 away from. From uh, four o'clock coming up in just a few minutes, we'll visit with Hoot Jonigan. We'll do that next on the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Following an open date, Baylor football is back on the field Saturday, October 17th, hosting the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Brewer to throw. He's got Abner for a touchdown. Again this season, tune in to hear J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the State of Texas Co-Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris, for all the play-by-play of Baylor Big 12 football on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Bird Colgen Ford, trusted since 1936. 
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, Jagger, Wampus Cat, Lion, Trojan, or Wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. The Houston Texans have fired head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien and named associate head coach Romeo Cornell the team's interim head coach after an 0-4 start. The Chiefs beat the Patriots 26-10 and the Packers over the Falcons 30-16 last night. Houston blasts the A's 10-5 and the Yankees over the Rays 9-3. Astros game two today, 337. You can catch that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Yankees and Rays tonight at 7-10. Padres and Dodgers start their series tonight at 8-38. And the Marlins and Braves going on right now. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas for live updates. NBA Finals game four tonight. Tip at eight o'clock. Lakers lead that series two to one. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Three forty, twenty away from four o'clock. This is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield in for Matt, along with Stephen Simcox. We're glad you're with us. It is uh, it is baseball playoff time, and they are up and running out in Los Angeles as the Astros and the A's are just underway in Game Two of that series, and you can hear that game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, thirteen thirty a.m. and 93.9 FM as we welcome into the program coach Hoot Jonigan. Hoot, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Tom. How the heck are you, buddy? I am terrific and first of all, congratulations on the uh on the new gig with uh, Baylor softball. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm uh, I'm really excited and look forward to to this opportunity to get back across the lines, you know, getting that uh got a chance to do it a couple years ago and my adrenaline got going a little bit and I realized, you know, I did miss this a lot. So uh, I'm excited to be back without a doubt. Hoot, uh, when you, when you evaluate what you're, uh, what you're going to be doing as the, as the hitting coach is, is teaching teaching or are there certain things that you're going to have to, to do on the softball side that, that you may not have necessarily had to do on the baseball side? No, I mean, teaching's teaching. I mean, it's, it's about, uh, establishing a good relationship with your hitters and your, and your pitchers and your fielders and your team, uh, communicating, you know, you got to communicate, you know, you can, you can have all the knowledge in the world about what you're, uh, what you're talking about, but if you can't communicate that to your, to your athletes, then it does no good. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, when it comes to hitting, there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between baseball and softball and, and, uh, you know, so it is, it's about teaching. It's about getting in their domain, making them understand what you're trying to get across and, uh, and then trying to come up with some kind of mental image or some kind of drill or, or in some cases, just sitting back and watching because when you got good hitters, you, they make good coaches and you, there's, there's something to that where you just leave them alone. So, uh, but that's, that's the beauty of it. That's the challenge of it. Then, uh, you always look forward to that opportunity to, to get a chance to, uh, to impact these young people's lives. Did you ever think that you would be the new kid? I mean, this is a staff that, uh, under Glenn has been together for a long time with Mark and, and everybody. And, and you're kind of the new kid now on this, on this group. Yeah, I really am. And, and, you know, I've known them for, for 20 plus years, you know, right. we've been here and, We've had a, a great relationship when I was over at baseball, and, and uh, even Coach Lum and I, we'd sit and talk hitting a lot, and uh, we're very, we've got a lot of the same views on hitting and uh, dealing with hitters and different things like that, and so we've done that over the years, and then when I got a chance to join them a couple of years ago while uh, Lum was recovering from that hip surgery, uh, you know, we even continued to, to establish that relationship, and uh, I got a chance to know know them even more, uh, you know, and who, who basically went through the roughest uh, season in his career. And uh, I've said this once, I'll say it before, you really find out your true character when you go through adversity. And that year, with all the injuries they had, they went through adversity. And, and Britt and Coach Moore came through with uh, flying colors. They did an outstanding job. Their true character showed. And I couldn't be more proud to be a part of that staff now and join, uh, join Glenn and Britt. So will will the philosophy of of hitting change much between what uh, what what Mark did and what you're going to do? 
You know, probably not. I'm telling you, we're very similar on uh, on our hitting. You know, we talked we talked mechanics, we talked approach, we talked mindset, we talked all kinds of things, and and we're very similar uh, on that approach. And uh, so so probably not. You know, it's pretty simple. You control what you can control. You get a good pitch to hit. You put a good swing on it. And uh, it, it makes perfect sense. You got to have that approach. And uh, we get in trouble a lot of times. It doesn't matter if we're playing baseball or softball when we start chasing pitches out of the zone and and all that kind of good stuff, because it's hard to have a good swing when you're swinging at one over your head. You know, <laughs> with, with the exception of a couple of guys, you know, but Vladimir Guerrero and Beltran and stuff. I've seen too many guys that can hit a ball at your at your head and hit it out of the park. But uh, but but anyway, for the most part. Our, our philosophies are very similar, so uh, hopefully it's just a matter of a continuation. Maybe a couple of new terms that you throw in there that may make sense. That's the thing, you know, uh, as you go through this, that's the thing you want to do as a coach. You want to learn a different drill, a different term, a different way to say something, because you never know which one clicks for that individual person. And uh, you've got to come up with that so it clicks for them. It makes perfect sense to me. But I'm not the one trying to hit. So what I've got to do is come up with something that makes perfect sense to the student athlete, to those hitters. And uh, that's the challenge, and that's what we're coming up with. And, and that's where Coach Lum and I were really good. We'd sit around and brainstorm and, and come up. He'd share drills with me. I'd share drills with him. And, oh, man, I like that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that. And, uh, and you do. And that's, that's the fun of it. So I really think there will be a, a pretty smooth transition between the, between the two philosophies. What was that conversation like a couple of years ago when they they asked you about filling in on the softball staff and were you excited? Did you think it was kind of crazy at the time? How did you sort of go about deciding to to jump in in that moment? Well, first of all, I was humbled. I was humbled that Glenn would would uh, search me out, and then and then that the you know I was here. It was convenient. I was already here. Uh, he needed help. And and when I got to thinking about it, you know, it, it kind of surprised me at first. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, man, that'd be neat. It's going to be neat to get back out there across the lines. And, and you know, I think back to all the, the coaches that impacted my lives over the years. And, uh, and they just had a tremendous impact on my life. And, and to have that opportunity to deal with young people, have a chance to impact life. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, softball, basketball, football. I mean, that's a blessing. That's an opportunity. And, and hopefully in some small way, whether it's making them a better hitter, hopefully it's making them a better person, uh, you know, may, I have that opportunity. And I, I was I was tickled to death to get it two years ago. And uh, it, it went through my mind. I said, you know, yeah, I can see myself doing this. I didn't know if it had ever come to fruition. But uh, then, lo and behold, a couple years later, here it is. So, uh, so yeah, I'm extremely lucky blessed and, and honored to have this opportunity you know hoot this morning uh glenn was on with uh, with jamo with uh, john morris uh this morning and he was talking about how many different guys made the uh, made the transition from baseball to softball and had great success in teaching and coaching and i was shocked uh and he had basically the same point you did uh you know th- the similarities between the games are, are there and in teaching is teaching that's exactly right, it, and it is. It is amazing. Uh, just two years ago when I was a part to see uh, we played LSU that year and we played Oklahoma State, obviously see the baseball guys that are coaching those teams 
and having a chance to sit and talk with them and sharing, hey, what, what, how do I, how do you go about this? What about this transition? Oh, it's great, you know. Uh, and you're seeing more and more of it. But yeah, you're hitting a, you're hitting the ball, round barrel, round bat, right? You're catching it, ground ball. You know, takes off. You got to throw. You got the force out at first. You're throwing it. Same deal. The only difference is pitching. You go underhand instead of overhand. But as you know, Tom, some of these pitchers are submariners. They come from way down there anyway. So. Uh, so it is. There's a lot of similarities to it, and and there's a lot of baseball guys getting into it, and uh, and for me, it's you know being being rooted here in Central Texas now. This is just a uh, a great opportunity for me to get back across the lines and and uh, and see if I can't help the softball program, which they've already man they've done an incredible job. It's a uh, tradition of excellence, bar none, and uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to help them uh, as we move forward. Hoot, I know in baseball there's so much focus now, at least on the major league level, about the advanced metrics and um, you know just the different numbers they use now to evaluate hitters. I know you don't have that same background in, in softball, at least you know the history there. But um, how much do you guys look at like you know kind of the deep dive numbers and how to evaluate uh, the hitters that you have um, at the plate yeah. beyond just like batting average and that type of thing? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You know, the numbers show a lot, but they don't show everything. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I, I enjoyed doing when I was getting to do the radio for, for the baseball is is trying to show the other part of it. You know, you can do everything right. You can get a good pitch to hit. You can put a good swing on it. You can hit it hard, but it go right at somebody. <laughs> and and you're, 0 for, you're 0 for over. You're batting zero. And then you can do everything wrong. You can get long, get separated, get jammed, and you hit a bleeder right over the first baseman's head. And, you know, like we saw in the World Series several years ago when Mario Rivera loses to the Diamondbacks, they walk off. And But it was a great pitch. I mean, but that's hitting. And so uh, the numbers don't tell everything. You look at the average, uh, you've got to look at a lot of other things. And so, yeah, we'll break it down the same way we do. We do a well-hit average. We do a quality at bad average. And I actually got the, the uh, positive plate appearance idea from David Murphy. Uh, when he was with the, the Texas Rangers, and we're going to implement that because it's all about having a positive plate appearance, having a quality of bat. Tom, you'll, re- you'll remember back in 2012, we had a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put one behind the other, you put two or three, four or five in the same inning, you have a big inning, you get a big inning, you win the ball game. And the same thing goes true in softball. And so uh, uh, because the batting average doesn't tell everything, but the only absolute in this game, is if you score more runs than the other team, you will win. It doesn't mean you get more hits. doesn't mean you, you, you make less errors or anything like that. It's all about run production. And whatever you've got to do to do that, that's the name of the game. So, uh, so yeah, we look at numbers a little bit too, but we also look at uh, what the, what the uh, you know, it all, a lot depends on who you're facing too. What type of pitcher are you facing? Uh, what type of defense do they have out there? There's so many things that go into the decision-making process. That, that, that aren't on the stat sheet and that aren't on the numbers that we're going to look into. So, yeah, we'll look at numbers a little bit too, but, uh, but there's a lot of other things we're going we're gonna to keep in mind as we make our decisions as we teach these young people. When the schedule comes out, are you going to see if you could uh, coach a game at Getterman and then hop in the booth with, with Derek across the street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody's already asked me that. Good luck figuring that thing. Hey, scheduling's a nightmare right now with this pandemic, as we've seen all across the board. So, we can only imagine what's going to happen in uh, in the spring when we get there. So, uh, but no, I'm going to miss Derek and those guys over there. You guys did a great job. I enjoyed that part of it too. But uh, 
there's nothing like being down there in the dugout, being on across the lines and competing, and you get your adrenaline going a little bit. And so uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to love that opportunity to get back on the field. Hey, Hoot, we're excited for you. We, uh, we wish you the very best. And when Group 5 hits, you let me know, okay? Yeah, that's right, buddy. Hey. I'm going to enter. I don't know if they do that over there uh, right now, but they're going to do it now, I can promise. So I'll let you know. You'll be the first phone call, buddy. Oh, boy. Hey, Blue, thanks. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You do. Take, take care, Tom. See you later. That's who Johnny. Okay, so we just broke every radio rule in the world. We had an inside joke, and you don't do that. Group five was – so every once in a blue moon back when in, in our baseball days, every once in a blue moon, I think once or twice – he would say group five gets to hit, you know, in BP. Well, there's no group five. So group five would be like managers, radio guys, you know, just okay. And we'd all jump in there and take a couple of hacks. I think we did it twice and all the time. But <laughs> so once we did it once, you know that I rode him like a horse. I said, who group five today? I mean, come on. Sure. So, yeah. We, in fact, I'll tell you where we did it in Oklahoma city once during the big 12 tournament, went off to uh a neutral site place to have a little BP because it was an off day or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, all right, group five, here we go. And so once he started that, boy, we, uh, <laughs> we've had more fun going, Hey, group five today. Uh, no. Did you get a bomb <laughs> off? Who? Uh, yeah, boy, I, I sure did. <laughs> you bet. Uh, three fifty three, seven away from four o'clock. We're going to step aside. We're coming back with more in just a moment. Uh, do, do we have a score on the Astros and the, and uh, the Oakland still, athletics? Still scoreless after one, both teams, we're able to get some runners on, but uh, double plays in the top and bottom half of that inning sort of stifled the run. So, yeah, still scoreless after uh, one inning. He, he was talking about numbers and, and things like that, mm -hmm. and he was describing how you can get a bleeder. It, it, that's, that's one of the beauties I love about baseball, softball, whatever the case may be, is the game is random. Hit it on a button, hit it right at somebody, and you got an out. You hit a 14 hopper back up the middle past the pitcher, it's in the center field, and you got a base hit and an RBI. You, did you do a good job? Well, yeah, you did because mm -hmm. you got the RBI. Did the other guy do it? it that, uh, the randomness of the game, it's, it, it's, that's what I love about it. It's, uh, it's probably the sport where you have to be the most mentally tough because oh. it's, it's all about managing failure. I mean, the, the best hitters in the world are unsuccessful about seven to ten times they yep. come to the plate. So yeah, that's exactly you're right. just trying to put a good at bat together, find a way to get on, and yes, the randomness of the game makes it really fun, especially – and a time like this where, Tom, I mean, small sample size, one or two games, you get hot, and all of a sudden you can be moving on to the next round. Well, look at the team that we're following yeah. right now, the Astros. What did they do? 29-31 and 31 in that 60 game. Yep. And that was almost like a college baseball season, by the way. Right, yeah, 60 I mean, games. You, 56 is your, is, your, is your college baseball season. They play 60 games. They're 29-31. and 31. They, uh, if, if it's a regular season, that they're not in. But because they take – they took so many teams. They took half the league. They took half the league, yeah. So they uh, they, they get in, and then they, they put it on Minnesota just like that, and now they've jumped out to uh, a win in game one over Oakland, and they're playing game two right now. So they're a team that really is, uh, you know, have going well at the right time. So, uh, and that's the other thing. When you get hot, you know, keep it. And you get hot at the right time. You just never know. It's a 3:56. This is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, brought to you in part by Central National Bank, and we will come back with more of the program in just a moment.
It's Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Coach and Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Coach Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me for Midway Panthers football all season long. This Friday night, the Panthers take on South Grand Prairie. Our broadcast begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame show. We'll have all the exciting play-by-play action at 7.30. It's South Grand Prairie and your Midway Panthers, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Coach and Ford. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well. This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. 
Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Steven Simcox here with you. Alongside Tom Barfield, just got done with hour number one of the Matt Mosley Show. Tom filling in for Matt, who's under the weather. And uh, we talked with Hoot Jonigan, who's going to be joining the staff at Baylor Softball. Longtime Baylor baseball assistant, was on the Baylor baseball broadcast last few years and helped out a couple seasons ago when uh, Coach Lumley was out and decided, oh, I guess I'll just go ahead and do that full time. Yeah, why not, huh? So back to the grind of coaching. But, Tom, you know those coaches, man. That's that's their blood. Like, that's what they do. Right. They, they can't escape it. No, and, you know, we were, we were, and I was comparing it kind of to my situation. I mean, I left uh, the radio business, but I couldn't leave it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, continue to do some high school football and, and some college baseball and things like that because it's just what we do, and that's that's exactly what it is for Hoot. There's no question. Hoot's a teacher. Hoot's a coach. And, and uh, in you know, that staff that was Steve Smith and, and Mitch Thompson and, and Hoot Jonigan, Chris Berry and those guys – they uh, they did a they did a bang up job and now Hoot's going to slide over with with Glenn and his group and that group's been together for a long time and he'll fit right in and they'll keep they'll keep trucking and and do a great job. Yeah, pretty crazy that Coach Moore's been able to keep that staff together basically since he got there, um, and they've been so successful. But yeah, he'll slide in and I'm sure it'll be a pretty seamless transition because a lot of those players know him pretty well. Uh, and playoff baseball going on right now, we're scoreless with the A's and the uh, Astros. A's at the plate in the bottom of the second, one out. Framber Valdez on the mound for Houston. And, again, Astros games can be heard on one of our stations, Fox Sports Central Texas. So. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it strange uh, to look and see a a playoff game and there's not a swinging soul in the right. stadium and they're playing a neutral site game? <laughs> hey, hey, Oakland and Houston, let's get together in Los Angeles. What do you say? So. Let's just meet in the middle yeah. in L.A. Um, no, it's it's a very bizarre atmosphere. I don't think we'll ever get used to it, but it is nice to 
to have some baseball back. And at 4 o'clock on the Matt Mosley Show, Chris Davis put a charge into that one, but it's going to die. Oh, no, that's going to get out. Chris Davis home run. Off a breaking ball. Off a of, hanger. So uh, he's up one nothing now. And I uh, spoke too soon there. That's why I'll never do play-by-play. But anyway, we talk college football here at 4 o'clock on the Matt Mosley Show every day. And uh, Tom, a Big 12 football coach, got an extension yesterday. It was announced Chris Kleiman from K-State has an extension now that runs through the 2026 football season. Uh, Kleiman, who led the Wildcats to eight wins in a bowl berth last season, is one of the winningest head coaches in the country. He was at North Dakota State before he got to Manhattan. And that uh, North Coast State program is a machine at the FCS level. They, is that normal to see extensions in the middle of the year like that? Or early in the year, for that matter. Yeah, it's early. Um, I think they tend to happen any time. I was kind of surprised. I mean, K-State's 2-0 and in conference play. They're 2-1 and on the season. They had that loss to Arkansas State to start the year. They won eight games last year. I mean... Kleiman's had success. I think he's done a nice job, but I'm surprised to see it happen this early. Um, but we know, I mean, we know, Tom, that a lot of this money is basically like monopoly money. It's, it's, they, they'll buy him out if it doesn't go well. And, and part of the reason you extend is you're sending messages to potential recruits, hey, your guy's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just told you that. It's 2026. So, yeah, come on and, and sign up because if you like our guy – He's going to be here. Yeah, you're also trying to send a message to, you know, the big school, whoever it might be, when that next opening comes up. If Leave our guy alone. <laughs> USC or Texas or whoever it is. Hey, this guy's here through 2026. Leave him alone. But you, you rarely see Tom. I'm trying to think. I know Jim Trestle made that jump from Youngstown State to Ohio State and did a great job. Um, but you, it's pretty rare that you see a guy go from one division of football to the other obviously like locally coach fredenberg had a, a great run at baylor as an assistant ends up bouncing around ends up at umhb and does an amazing job but you you don't usually see guys go up a level like that but good for uh good for k-state i mean they went out and saw the guy that was a pretty boring hire i mean it didn't really register too much on the needle i don't think for at least casual fans you don't really know that name but he's done a good job early on, and he ends up getting paid. Well, uh, that was yesterday. one of the things that we talked about uh, this morning when it comes to hiring professional coaches. Uh, is it always best to recycle what, what's already out there? I mean, you hire the same NFL coaches, the same NBA coaches, the same uh, the same Major League Baseball managers. It's those guys just bounce around and you recycle them. Why not go find new people? Why not go give somebody an opportunity? And good for Kansas State. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's one of the more maddening things about professional sports is it, like owners value experience, even if it's bad experience, over anything else. It's it's the only job. I mean, if you if you uh, were running a radio station and did a terrible job, you probably wouldn't get another chance to do it, most likely. But it, it's just like t- head coaches of teams, they'll do a bad job somewhere, but just because they had that experience of what it was like to run an organization, run a team, be a head coach, they'll get another chance. So uh, kudos to them for for thinking outside the box. Tom, I want to talk a little bit about in our CNC Collision text line, CNC Collision Center text line is open. If you want to chime in, 254-662-1660. I want to talk a little bit about the Texas A&M Aggies because I've started to see this week the, the pressure ratchet up a little bit on Jimbo Fisher. They played Alabama on Saturday. It did not go well. They got blown out. They're playing Florida this weekend. 
They're not going to be favored in that game. And you said off air yesterday, they didn't hire this guy to go eight and four. No. And that's, I mean, look, he was brought here to do one thing. That's elevate the program to that national level where they're competing for a national title. And granted, they're in the SEC, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that's that that was that's that's the makeup of that job. Is they want? I mean, if you want eight and four, you can, I mean, half a dozen of us can go down there and go mm-hmm. eight and four. I, I'm being facetious, obviously, but he was brought in to to take that program and compete at a national level, at a at a uh, at an Alabama level, at a uh, at a at a Auburn level, at a at a you know you know yeah. Uh, ACC Clemson, Clemson you, know, yeah. you know Ohio State. That's you know, and and look at the facilities. Look at the facilities in College Station. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you have what you need to compete at at the highest level, and you're what ninety miles from the city of Houston, where there's the greatest talent in, mm. in one you know metro that you can find. I mean, I mean, it's there. I mean, the makings to be a high caliber national championship caliber type program is there. So why haven't they, and why aren't they? Well, and the last guy, I mean, Kevin Sumlin went seven and five, eight and four consistently. He did that. They now they had some tough losses. They didn't do particularly well against like Mississippi State, Old Miss, and that was one of the reasons that he got left out. But no, you're right. They brought him in, and this is a hard job. It's not only the SEC; it's the SEC West. Mm-hmm. So you have to play Saban every single year. Mm-hmm. You have to play Auburn, LSU. Um, but if you're going to get there, you got to go beat those people. Yeah, you have to win those games, like. It's a tough task, mm-hmm. but that's why they paid you $75 million <laughs> yeah. was to go get it done. And, you know, so far, Jimbo, now the recruiting has been good, at least from a recruiting ranking standpoint. If you're one of those people that's really into, did we get the five-star? Did we get the four-stars? Are we, you know, do we have a class that's highly ranked? It looks good there. They've improved in that mark. I, I think they're a little bit more consistent, but the bottom line is they still haven't gotten to the point where they're now this year remains to be seen it's very early but they're in that mix they did not look like a team in the mix for sec championship last week they looked like alabama looked like they were a different level than texas a&m yep they weren't close and i mean it's worth saying they didn't bring him in to get 52 hung on them i don't care if they're played at home on the road or in the middle of the interstate i mean they you know that's not what they hired him to do it's not and now you play florida this week this was supposed to be a year where you had huge expectations because if you looked at that Aggie schedule before everything changed, they had a pretty manageable non-conference slate. They're playing Colorado and Fresno State. They weren't playing Bama and LSU until late in the season, and there was talk of, oh, man, Aggies could be 10-0, and 9-0 going into the last couple games of the season, and, and now it's not the case. You're 1-1. One one. You have another tough game this week, but he's going to have to make some moves there because that patience is going to start wearing thin i mean you you've invested a ton of resources you talked about facilities his massive contract you've got to find a way to go win those big games or i mean it, it's really all for naught as far as what they with the gamble they took to go hire him yeah i mean they they hired jimbo fisher to compete at the highest level and and that's i mean that was the expectation and so we'll see how it goes uh the rest of the way and again i i, I do you give guys passes this year because of all the craziness? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and never coached a day in my life. But uh, 
you just wonder with all the bizarreness that, that we have in 2020, is this one of those years you just give a pass and say, you know what, let's, let's play our schedule, let's see what happens, uh, and then let's circle the wagons and get rolling again next year? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I could potentially see that. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, of head coaching moves uh, after the season, just because, as you said, um, you have all the craziness. You also have, I mean, there's going to be some budget shortfalls in college athletics. So sure. can you afford a buyout? Now, obviously, a lot of schools – Big schools can call up the boosters and say, hey, we, we got to raise some money to get this thing done. But I think in most places, there's not going to be many moves. I still feel like they're committed to Jimbo. But that... Uh, oh, yeah. We're not saying that, yeah. hey, next week, you no, know. No, no, no. But that improvement has to start changing at some point. Tim, Tim and Waco chimed in on the text line, says someone went eight and four for a lot cheaper than Jimbo. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was, it was a much more manageable contract. Um, and he was cheaper than, than Jimbo Fisher. And, and don't you want to see the gap getting closed? That Yeah. And, and did you see it last week getting no, closed? No, they got blown No, out. you didn't. You, 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 they got thumped uh, in, in Tuscaloosa. They haven't been closed. I mean, the one time they beat Bama was when they had a once-in-a-generation talent in Johnny Menzel. And, I mean, that was a, a great game, great season for them, but they haven't been able to find it consistently. And as you said, that gap hasn't been closed. Speaking of Kevin Sumlin, didn't really mean to transition to this, but – um, he uh, Arizona announced yesterday that he tested positive for COVID-19, uh, which is obviously very unfortunate. Hope he's going to do well. He apparently is not feeling any symptoms right now, um, but obviously has to be away from the team. So he's not going to be in practice, probably won't coach this Saturday. And, uh, Tom, again, that's just kind of the, the reality of what these – departments are dealing with right right? and that's what we were talking about i mean it's such a bizarre thing and and it's so random all of a sudden hey uh we're we're preparing and the next thing you know you're not preparing your head coach is gone and -hmm. that's what arizona's dealing with and and you know you're you're we we saw today where there was a few more athletes that tested positive here at at baylor and you just again you just don't know what you're going to have what you're not going to have who's going to be there who's not going to be there this is this is one of those years where Sometimes I just think you, you play the games that you can play, put the rest on the shelf, and move on down the road and, and, and circle back around to next year. But we'll see. Final thing for Campus Confidential, uh, Tom, there's three undefeated teams left in Big 12 play now, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State. And as we move towards, you know, obviously OU has dropped a couple games. Texas dropped their first game of the season last week to TCU. But of those three undefeateds, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas State, some surprises there. Is there a team you believe in the most right now? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I, I think that I think they're a complete football team. Uh, and we were talking about that this morning. Stop and think about this. They're undefeated. What if they run the table? Do they have a chance to get into the tournament? And I say no because there's so many teams that they would have to jump. They're the tenth ranked team in the country. Look how many undefeated teams there are in the top twenty-five right now. And and that's that's my issue with just four teams getting in right now. To me, it's Ohio State if they do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's Clemson if they do what they're supposed to do. It's Alabama if they do what they're supposed to do. And then either Georgia or Florida, who, you know, uh, one of them is going to end up with one loss and one of them is going to go undefeated maybe or, or two losses. And and, uh, and and we'll see because they're, they're all going to play Alabama. I right. mean, so, right. But right now, to me, it looks like it's two SEC teams, a Big Ten team, and, and an ACC team, and the Big 12 left out. And the Pac-12 left out. Well, we could, yeah, we could definitely see that. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like the committee will almost give more respect to the SEC this year because they don't play any non-conference games. 
So they're really just going to be beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a two-loss Georgia or a two-loss Alabama, which I don't see that right that now. That ain't going to happen. But in you know a, a scenario where it did happen, obviously there's an excuse to be made of, well, they just played an incredible schedule. Right. And you can move on. But we'll see. You know, There's still plenty of time for them to make those jumps. But you do bring up an interesting point with Ohio State because they're not – they're only going to play potentially eight games, mm-hmm. you know, six, seven, eight games before the playoff rankings come out. So it's going to be a pretty small sample size. If they go undefeated and look impressive, then it'll be pretty easy to just put them in there. And that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, I, I think you're going to see Ohio State. I think you're going to see Alabama. I think you'll see Clemson. And then, you know, I really do believe that you'll see a Florida or a or a Georgia, and they could and they very well will have two losses because uh, let, let's assume let's assume it's Florida just for argument's sake. They will have lost to Alabama, mm-hmm. and, and then they will have uh, – well, no, they can have one loss. They'll have lost to Alabama, and then they will beat Georgia, so they'll have a – will you take a one-loss Florida over an undefeated Oklahoma State? Probably. I mean, I, I think the Big 12 is really going – and I, I feel like this is somewhat unfair, but the Big 12 is really going to be hurt by the fact that if, if Oklahoma State does run the table, that win against Texas and Oklahoma is not going to look as impressive as mm-hmm. it usually would. Um, you know, even – Kansas State, Iowa State, who are undefeated right now, they had non-conference losses to Sun Belt schools. So the Big 12's in in a bad situation right now, for sure. Well, that's a great point. Texas and Oklahoma coming up at 11 o'clock Saturday. If Texas wins, that's three straight losses for OU. OU, yeah. Come on now. Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox, Tom Barfield alongside you. I uh, got some playoff baseball coming up or going on right now. We'll take a break. We'll update you on that. We'll also talk some high school football in the next segment. This is ESPN Central Texas. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies once again tonight. Very comfortable and quiet conditions. Low temperatures fall to 61 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Another pretty warm day with a high of 88 degrees. And sunshine continues on Thursday. High temperatures top out at 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Mark Stewart here with Bird, Colgen Ford. God blessed us with tailgating, midway football, and Ford trucks. At Bird, Colgen Ford, we know a thing or two about trucks, like the number one selling truck 43 years running, the F-150. From FX4s, Lariats, King Ranches, Platinums, STXs, and Raptors. Go to your next game in style with a newer pre-owned truck today from Berg Colgen Ford. Proud supporter of Midway High School Athletics. Berg Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. 
It's the high school football pick'em contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich at Whataburger. With the flair of spicy, crispy chicken topped with fresh, cool veggies and pickles, this flavor speaks for itself. So stop by your hometown Whataburger and try it today. It's the high school football pick'em contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about our friends over at the Cooper Clinic. Dr. Tyler Cooper of Dallas's own Cooper Clinic says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. And one thing you can control, according to Dr. Cooper, and he's 100% correct, is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amount of vitamins and minerals we need from, from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet and to ensure our body gets what what we need for for better health whether it's a comprehensive multivitamin like basic one multivitamin advanced omega-3 for heart and brain health or uh, melatonin to help you sleep better cooper complete nutritional supplements has what your body needs and cooper complete has a special offer just for the matt mosley listeners and here it is you ready you buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and you're going to get one absolutely free. Just use the coopercomplete.com. Go, uh, go to coopercomplete.com and use the coupon code ESPN2020. That's ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer. Live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. It was announced late Monday afternoon that Hoot Jonigan will be joining the Baylor softball coaching staff after the retirement of longtime coach Mark Lumley. Baylor softball head coach Glenn Moore talked about why Jonigan was the right man for the job this morning on the John Morris Show. They had an advantage there, uh, certainly an extended interview process, not in the greatest environment when we were dealing with so many injuries at the time, you know, all the adversity through that, struggling through that season. We have to see him deal with a a lot of issues there, so uh, it was an advantage there, but everybody that knows who knows uh, what kind of person he is, number one, what kind of man he is. Not everybody knows what kind of coach he is, though he is outstanding. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. 
taste of love. Some people call me Maurice. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Steven Simcox here with you. Tom Barfield alongside me. Earlier today on Game Time, where you can hear Tom Barfield, Glenn Stretch Smith, and Garrett Ross from 10 to noon every day right here on ESPN Central Texas. Troy coach Ronnie Porter joined the guys as his team prepares for a matchup with McGregor on Friday night. They got a win in their district opener against Lorena last Friday. Here's Game Time's interview with head coach Ronnie Porter at Troy. We welcome into the program the uh, head coach of the Troy Trojans, Coach Ronnie Porter. Ronnie, good morning. How are you? Hey, Tom. Doing well. Hey, uh, let's go back and talk a little bit about the, the Lorena game before we look ahead to McGregor. Again, another terrific night uh, for Zach Herbacek uh, with the 37 carries and and uh, 328, three touchdowns. He also had a catch for a TD. Just playing very, very well for you right now. Oh, lucky! I'm just glad he's on our side. <laughs> he's a special <laughs> kid, that's for sure. But it, it but it does it all begins with with offensive line play. I mean. He has the opportunity to, to be a special player, but he, he's also getting terrific work from uh, from you guys up front in the trenches. You're exactly right. I, having having some experience up there up front is definitely a luxury that we have. Uh, I think every guy that's up there now has has varsity experience, and and some of them have tons of tons of games under their belt already. So uh, that's that's an offensive unit that takes pride in what Zach's accomplishments are, and Zach will be the first one to tell you how 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 important they are to him has has, has I, i'm going to assume this uh that your football team understands just where where you are in this district i mean this is a league that if you don't have your a game there's a high probability you're going to walk off the field with a loss oh absolutely week in week out and that's that's one of the things that we constantly have to have to uh tell the kids is you got to bring your a game every week this district is crazy <laughs> i think everybody understands it Anybody can beat anybody on any given night. So you're exactly right. What's the biggest threat uh, that you're looking at from McGregor this week? Athleticism. You know, last week I was I was pleased with our secondary play. I thought they did well, considering they never had seen a spread team this year at all. You know, we faced uh, four run-based teams coming into coming into last week. So I think we we got better as the game went on in the in the secondary on the on our pass defense. But we'll we'll have to we'll have to continue to improve through through the weeks because uh, from here on out it's 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 spread. And so I, find, I find that interesting. Uh, you know, things are, are secular, and you had for the longest you had people that were throwing the foot, and I don't care if they had the, the personnel or not, they were in spread and they were throwing the football. And, and now you mentioned that you play four straight running teams before you before you see spread, and and I just I find that fascinating. Right, you know, whenever I, whenever I put together the schedule, I didn't I didn't think that Mahia was going to be going to be a slot T type team. They switched to the slot T, and I thought, well, Robinson always gets us better in the secondary. Uh, next thing you know, Robinson's running the ball eighty percent of the time. So it was it was a lack of lack of knowing that they were going to have coaching turnover and and system turnover. Coach, let me ask you: Do you look at that as you go into your to your season and you start your scheduling? Is that something that you try to Think about how you're going to structure your defense and what you want to take a look at at certain times of the year. Absolutely, you know we've we've always played Salado that first game right out of the rattle, uh, and then that one kind of just gets you tougher, kind of gets you calloused over, uh, having to stop them, and then uh, and then from 
in the previous years we we played spread teams for week two, week three, week four, going into district, and that, that prepared you for district. So, um, yeah, that's definitely you look at whenever you start to start start to try to schedule your pre district. Obviously, uh, we're we're in some very unique and in un unprecedented times with uh with COVID and how has your team responded to all of the all of the things that they've had to go through just to get on the football field you know they've done well um you know this this it's such a different thing you know not a whole lot of our kids luckily had have had a whole lot of contact with with the virus so, so far and so it, it's kind of one of those things where you got to constantly continue to warn them, continue to warn them, because it's it's going to happen at some point. Somebody's going to get a positive test at some point, you know. But you got to constantly stay on them about getting their masks and keeping their masks and not sharing water bottles and stuff like that. So uh, they've done a good job uh, overall. All right, Ronnie. I, I, we know you're busy. Hey, we wish you the best of luck this uh, this weekend against the McGregor Bulldogs, and thanks for the time this morning. Very good, Tom. Thank you. That is uh, Ronnie Porter, the uh, head football coach of the uh, Troy Trojans. And, again, they're coming off a, a nice win, Stephen. And that's that's another one of those leagues. And we're spoiled. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. We are spoiled rotten when it comes to quality football in Central Texas. All of these districts, all of these leagues in and around Central Texas, uh, just unbelievably high quality of play. And, and you know, when you, go, when you uh, go out to a high school football game on a Friday night, best bang for your buck, by the way, uh, you're going to see, you're going to see great kids with outstanding coaching. I mean, we've got some of the best coaches in and around uh, this uh, this area, and, and it's proven week in and week out. And that's why you see, so, you know, it, it's no accident that these districts are so good and so deep. It's because you got good kids following the instruction of outstanding coaches, and that's what we have, and we get to see that every week here in central texas we do and uh, coach porter's doing a real great job there at troy you know funny to hear him say i'm sure it wasn't funny to him but just that uh he, he made that schedule and he thought well you know Mejia, they they throw the ball around and then yeah coach sandoval leaves and we had we had coach abron on tristan abron who's there at Mejia. we had him on unr a couple weeks ago and he he has very strong feelings about the slot t like he that's what he wants to do he wants to be a physical football team so Anyway, they changed things up. Uh, he figured Robinson would throw the ball over the place. And well, under Tommy Allison under, for twelve yeah. years, they were a spread football team yeah, or whatever Tommy it was, Allison, ten years, what whatever. Explosive yeah. offense. They threw the ball over the yard, and now they're they're kind of going through a change as well, and they're making that move from from playing those four teams to a district that likes to throw the ball around and, and make things happen through the air. So. Uh, a, a sort of a culture shock for them, but they did a good job. They ended up winning that game and what turned out to be a shootout. And, you know, Troy's kind of had an up and down season, but they, they found their footing last week. And uh, yeah, as you said, spoiled with, with this, with some great districts, with some great football. Let me ask you, uh, Tom, I don't know if you've had a chance. Have you had a chance to talk to coach Hume yet? I, I talked to him this afternoon. Sure okay. did. So what are they expecting uh, from from South Grand Prairie here as, as they kind of roll on after that loss last week? They're expecting a good football team to come to town that's very balanced. They're gonna they're gonna run it. They're about a sixty forty run 
to pass, uh, you know, with uh, okay. w- with their football team. And then uh, on the defensive side of the football, he thinks they're going to be aggressive. Hey, hey, look, he, he as he pointed out to me, if you put on the film from the Westlake game, uh, it tells you, hey, be aggressive with us because that's what Westlake did. Westlake was able to overwhelm the Panthers with with blitzes from the edge. They would blitz sometimes two from the edge. I mean, they'd walk uh, they'd walk somebody up from the secondary and they'd walk an, a, a backer outside. And like like I was talking with Coach Human, said Jeff, it seemed like almost like they knew the snap count. I mean, they were walking to the line of scrimmage right about the time the ball was being snapped, and th- then they were coming. You know. Uh, you know, they were coming with seven. And, and so what do you do when they blitz seven? Well, one thing you do is you you go to the run and you run the football a little bit more. And the other thing you do is you get it out of the hand of the quarterback. And that's what, uh, that's what they're going to have to do on Friday night because they're expecting, they're expecting uh, the Warriors to come in here and, 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 and present the same type of defense. I mean, you're not going to copycat what Westlake was able to do. And remember now, Westlake's your defending state champion, and they've got athletes at every single position. They've got, they, you know, it's a football team with depth. Midway's a little younger football team. And uh, and this was a learning experience. And, and you know, that's that was one of the things that Coach Hume talked about is, listen, you better figure this out because we, we've got to figure this out because we're going we're gonna to face – Duncanville. We're going to face DeSoto. We're going to face Cedar Hill. You're going to face teams that may not be at at that level, but they're awfully, awfully close. I mean, uh, you got teams that can that can go compete for a state championship in that district. And ha- and again, here we go talking about the quality of a, of a district. But eleven six A, man, I'm just telling you, you that's what the Westlake game I think did for Midway is it showed them, hey. Uh, Friday night football, the speed of the game, and when you play somebody that's really, really good, what can happen? And and you know, and the thing he liked about his football team, Stephen, is they they kept playing hard. He said there wasn't any finger pointing, which you know as as well as I do. When 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 things when the wheels start to come off a little bit, it's hey, I did my job. Why don't you do yours on that sideline? And he said that did not happen with his football yeah. team. Yeah, that's that's when you get in trouble if you know the defense starts blaming the offense or mm-hmm. vice versa or individuals get singled out so that's good to see that they had you know good morale we're we're staying together as a unit and listen that's what non-district games are for you're supposed to learn okay here's what we're not doing well here's now we have a week to to kind of regroup and try to fix it and uh south grand prairie another one of those metroplex teams with a lot of great athletes that's going to prepare them in 11 6a that was the district that everyone circled when when Mm -hmm. realignment came out and said oh my gosh look at this one (laughs) that thing is is a monster so high expectations, you know, you mentioned Duncanville. I saw they're playing IMG Academy out in Florida um, this week in, in sort of a fun, you know, national game. But, yeah, that that's a bear of a district. And uh, some things were exposed against Westlake, and they'll just have to clean it up and, and try to move forward. Now. Well, And one of the things I, I remember uh, years ago when Johnny Tusa was the head coach at Waco High, mm-hmm. I would say, Coach, why are you playing Longview and Lufkin and John Tyler? He said, I want them to expose our soul. I want to know everything about our football team before we play the ones that count, which are the district games. So uh, that's that, and that's basically the philosophy that Jeff Hume has over Midway. He will play anybody, anywhere, anytime because he knows it's only going to make his football team better. And and so that's the approach. And he said, well, hey, we've had a good week of work uh, as we get ready for uh, for game number two. And that's, and that's all it is. It's game number two mm-hmm. in, in their books as they get ready for district play. 
Yeah, it's just another chance to get better, and it's it's another opportunity to see who you are, see what players you have, kind of look at that roster depth, see where people can contribute for you, and another team. And you tweak your lineup yeah, a little bit, and you, you, and you say, hey, you, let's give so-and-so a look here, you know, and, and let's, find a, let's find a time in the – in, in a drive or two to get so-and-so out on the football field and, and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to look at some things like that. And you'll run plays and formations just to see, hey, does this work at all? I mean, do we need to completely scrap this particular look on offense because it's not giving us anything? Um, it, it's a feeling-out process. And it's not a long one for, for this district because you, you have so many district games, but it's another chance to, to try to do that. Before it's your you last the, chance. Yeah, it's your last chance to do that <laughs> before you hit the heart of the schedule. All right, so 436, 24 away from 5 as we roll through the Matt Mosley program on a Tuesday afternoon. Our show is brought to you in part by Central National Bank. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, we got sunshine, and it's, it's man, I, I love this time of year. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. But we got baseball and we got football, and so we got games like crazy. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's I mean, it's you know, it's 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 sunny in eighty six right now. Just a terrific day. So uh, enjoy your afternoon as we roll along. We'll have more of the Matt Mosley Show coming up next on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football twenty twenty. Prescott under center, second and ten, back to throw. Only heard here. Deep middle, caught. Wilson at the 20, left sideline 10. All season. Cedric Wilson streaking down the sideline for a touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Giants. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Homebuyers, and I buy houses cash. Call me today at 870-8645. I'll buy your house for cash and pay you cash up front. I buy houses in any price range and any location in Waco and Central Texas. Do you own a house that needs thousands of dollars in repair? Great, because I love buying fix-up houses. Do you have a tenant living in your property? Not a problem. I'll buy your house with a tenant in it. Do you think your property will be difficult to sell? Easy. We provide assistance for any situation. If you need cash for your house, call me today at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or check me out at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Remember, if you need cash fast, I'll pay you cash up front. Call me today at 870-8645. 870-8645. That's 870-8645. Or online at texastrusthomebuyers.com. That's texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. It was announced late Monday afternoon that Hoot Jonigan will be joining the Baylor softball coaching staff after the retirement of longtime coach Mark Lumley. Baylor softball head coach Glenn Moore talked about why Jonigan was the right man for the job this morning on the John Morris Show. He had an advantage there, uh, certainly an extended interview process, not in the greatest environment when we were dealing with so many injuries at the time. You know, all the adversity through that, struggling through that season. We have to see him deal with uh, a lot of issues there, so uh, it was uh, an advantage there. But everybody that knows who knows uh, what kind of person he is, number one, what kind of man he is. Not everybody knows what kind of coach he is, so he is outstanding. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. One nineteen away from 5 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox in for Matt on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the uh, Astros and the A's are now in the uh, fourth inning with Houston on top, 2-1. to one. Strolls with runners at the corners. And again, that game can be heard on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. That's 1330 AM and 93.9 FM. Uh, elsewhere in baseball, Stephen, uh, it is a full slate of playoff baseball today. Uh, did we ever get a final on the uh, on the Braves and Miami? Uh, I'll look it up. It should be final by now. But, yeah, that game started at 1 o'clock today. And elsewhere, while we while we effort a final score, uh, the other two games that are going to go on uh, today will be the uh, New York Yankees and Tampa Bay. That'll be game two. The Yankees thumped Tampa uh, pretty well last night. And then San Diego and Los Angeles. The uh, late game that is a 8.38 first pitch central time. 8.38 <laughs> 
Central Time, and I think that's being played in Texas. It isn't is, it? yeah, Globe Life Field. That yeah. was in Arlington. Now, so. for the for the viewers of, of those two teams, it's it's out west. It's six thirty eight, and why not? But uh, yeah, you, you they better take a nap. Uh, the, the the Dodgers and the Padres better get a nap before <laughs> before they play that one close to nine o'clock first pitch. The Braves beat the Marlins today nine to five, so they take a one zero series lead in the NLDS, and uh, that was a. 4-3, Miami had a 4-3 lead for a couple innings there. They had a big third inning. The Marlins did, scoring three runs. And then Atlanta exploded for six innings, or six runs on the bottom of the seventh. They took a 9-4 lead and up winning 9-5. So uh, Marlins are a good story, Tom. They're kind of like the Strohs. They're a team that scuffled around 500 for most of the year, ended up winning their wild card series against the Cubs, uh, but they could not produce magic today. They They blew that slight lead they had to the Braves, and they now fall a uh, game behind them in that NLDS. The importance of this game for the Oakland Athletics is huge. Oh, man, yeah. If Houston wins and goes up 2 to nothing, then think about it. Now you're talking about needing to sweep three straight to, to win the series if you're Oakland. You've got to, you've got to punch your ticket three straight times uh, in order to win the series, and Houston would just need one win and three tries. So, I mean, this this game, too, is is critical, uh, particularly for Oakland, but uh, in, in right now Houston has the 2-1 advantage in the fourth. It is. I mean, it's it can't be really overstated. You can, Now, in baseball, it's a little different than basketball. You can, you know, be on the, the brink of elimination and kind of string some games together, but still. It's all it's, about pitching. It's all about pitching. It's not ideal. You're going to be all hands on deck. Um, Sean Manaya, their starter, still in the game, but he's up near 60 pitches here in the in the bottom of the fourth or top of the fourth, and he's working some pretty high stress innings. As uh, Correa grounded out, that's going to score a run, so it's now three one Astros. But yeah, the A's they got to find a way, and they just don't have the offensive firepower. I mean, this Houston team is just hitting the cover off the ball right now, and Oakland doesn't have the bats to keep up. So they got to they got to find a way to rally, and uh, they're in a tough spot here, down three one. And this would be super disappointing for Oakland. I mean, they ran through the year. They won the West. They played well. Um, and we've detailed kind of what Houston was during the regular season. This would be a tough way for them to go out if they end up falling to, to the Strohs in the series. Well, and you can go back and look. I mean, right now, we're on pace. We're on target for Houston versus New York in the in the uh, ALCS. And, and the Yankees didn't exactly set the woods on fire through the regular season no. either. And, I mean, that would be – like, if you told us before the season, Yankees, Astros, ALCS, everybody would say, oh, Again? yeah, that, that, makes, <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. Um, and Justin Verlander probably getting the ball in game one, but he's mm-hmm. not because he had Tommy John surgery. And you said it. Like, the Yankees were banged up too. The Rays won that division – they looked like the best team through the the short and regular season, but this is what playoff baseball is. It's condensed. Um, it's about who's hot at the right time. It's about which you know pitching staff and bullpen is working, and those two teams, their lineups are just a wood chipper. I mean, there's no easy outs, and uh, that that's why they are where they are. So it'd be fun to see Yankees Astros, and that's again. You know, probably what you expected before the year, but we're getting there in a, in a completely different way. Did you see the home run that uh, Judge hit last night? Judge hit last night. Just crushed it. On an absolute frozen rope. I mean, that thing was absolutely blistered. Is he the biggest baseball player you've ever seen? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, then you got the big, tall drink of water playing first base for the Rangers, but you're talking about just 
big. big yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he he's make no mistake about it. He's a man. I mean, and, I mean, and he can get after it. There were some guys, you know, at TCU. I remember Luke and Baker was built like a a truck. He was a big dude. Uh, Frank Thomas was built sort of like an NFL player, but just tall and yeah. Judge looks like a, a linebacker, and he's he's about as intimidating as they come. And, or David Ortiz was really intimidating in the box. He was big in a different way, yeah. <laughs> Especially later in his career, but Judge is—he's is, just a monster. And, and, and when Judge barrels one up, man, it is—it's gone. It's yeah. gone. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a no doubter. Yeah, it's it, it. And he's hit. I mean, he's hit some majestic home runs. But the, I, I like the one that he hit last night. I mean, it was just—I mean, it was a screaming bullet uh, off the bat, and it was—it was something. Now, so uh, and and that's what he can do, and he can turn that game around and turn. The uh, uh, the Yankees around in in a hurry with one swing of the bat and and, and as you point out right now just kind of up and down the lineup there's not an easy out for the uh, in the Yankee lineup and there's not an easy out in the in the in the uh, Astros uh, lineup as well I was just looking at at the uh, at the box score for for Houston last night in their win over over uh, over Oakland Springer who's already hit a home run today had four mm-hmm. hits. Out of yeah. the leadoff spot. When you're getting on base in your leadoff spot, your table setter is hit, getting on base four times a game, good things are going to happen. But you also got to have people behind that, that that table setter to get it done. So Altuve goes two for four and drives in a pair. Uh, Bergman goes two for four and, and scores a couple of runs, drives in a run. Tucker had two hits. Correa had three hits, including two home runs. So you, you had guys up and down the lineup absolutely crushing the baseball. Bregman's been fantastic in the postseason. Uh, yeah, they're a fantastic lineup top to bottom. Altuve finally has figured it out. He had like 219 in the regular season, but he's playing a little bit better as, as we roll through the playoffs. And this is who we thought they were. I mean, this was a team that was, you know, they pushed, they, they ended up losing a tough series to the Nationals in seven games in the World Series last year. But they were right there. They really rolled through the American League playoffs. And, uh, you know, they're, they're at this time of the year where they really thrive. And they just know how to get in in October. So, um, yeah, huge, huge game for the A's. They have to find a way to rally down three one as we head to the bottom of the fourth. And, and if you're if you're an Astro fan, just don't take your foot off the throat. Just yeah. bury this group and get up two nothing and and go into tomorrow looking to win the series. Hey man, what if you put them away tomorrow? Then you get a couple of days to rest and uh, you know just and, and kind of realign your pitching and and you you'll be in pretty good shape going. And then you hope that Tampa and New York play about you know play five and every game's extra innings. <laughs> yeah, you're hoping for 14 inning games yeah. moving forward. Um, no, that'd be big. As that looks like it might yeah, be. Yeah, there's no, that's no doubter. It's a, wow, is it a no doubter? A 3 2 game now as uh, Chad Pender for the A's just hit a bomb. Man, this is fun having live sports on. So, Tom, let me ask you a stupid question, and, and you're going to laugh at me, but I just feel the need to talk about it. Um, is there any area of the Texas Rangers baseball team right now that looks anything close to a playoff team at no. this point? No. I, that, that's a total disaster what's going on right now. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I look, I look at, I look at outfield play. I look at infield play. And I'm, I'm not sold anywhere. Uh, starting pitching, eh, bullpen, nope. I mean, uh, they're they've got a train wreck going on right now, and I'm wondering how it, how the train got off the track. So it, 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 it seems relatively fast. I mean, uh, in. 
It's been the kind of a thing I like about the team is they do have some young guys that look like they can play a little bit, but they're still they they brought they were able to bring them up this year yeah. because they were so bad. But I don't think that they're ready yet. No, I mean like Anderson Tato is not supposed to play this year. No, you know uh, Taylor Hearn was not really supposed to pitch this year. They have a number of guys like that. And you remember when the Astros were like that? Yes. Where, where they mortgaged everybody to, to make their playoff run. And then after that, they went, you know, they were losing 100 games a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, of course, they were getting draft picks. But uh, I, I feel like the difference is, though, the Strohs were so bad, but they knew what they were doing, at least. Right. I mean, there was a plan. They of, had a plan in place. We're going to be bad for a long time. And that's yeah. just how it is. The Rangers, I think, have tried to avoid this crash for a long time. By Particularly s- with the new stadium coming. Yeah, by signing guys like Lance Lynn and Mike Miner and Todd Frazier. So you're saying a Band-Aid on an open wound. Yes, they they were trying to simultaneously rebuild and stay competitive. And it's just it's impossible to do. I mean, it's really hard to do that. Going into the season, I thought the closest thing that you know might help them, especially in a shorter year, was I did think that pitching staff was going to be okay the starting pitching staff but Mike Miner struggled he didn't mm-hmm. follow up his great season with another one Lance Lynn was good uh and Corey Kluber didn't make it out of the first inning of his first start before he hurt his you know elbow again and then he was off the mound but it drives you nuts as a as a baseball fan Stephen to watch the Oakland Athletics a quote-unquote small market team mm-hmm. their team is built on what it's built on it's built on their minor league system. It's built on their draft. I mean, they're not going out and buying, you know, free agents like crazy. That's just not what they do. But they're competitive with, with the program and the system that they have in place. Well, and that's that's part of the frustration, as you said, is that you saw a little bit of this year finally, like the last 20 games or so, but they don't even have that guy. For the longest time, it was Gallo, who was the, the guy down at AA and AAA that was supposed to come up and make things happen but they don't even really have that right now I mean you you started to see some of those players later in the year um but they're just approaching everything as a small market team I mean they didn't go out and make any big splashes John Daniel says that's gonna be the norm for a while um the draft picks they've had lately are guys that they're hoping to kind of lowball and sign below their slot value it's just a bizarre kind of run that they're trying to make of, of straddling the line between rebuild and competitiveness and they haven't been competitive lately and i guess they're assuming that we as fans are going to purchase tickets because a it's a new stadium and b it's going to be 72 degrees on a hundred and something temperature day <laughs> and and we'll come to the games i mean uh and watch them get their brains beat out i guess i mean i'm, yeah. I'm not clear well and i think people will still be excited about it but that's an interesting point too is that the first the inaugural season of that stadium didn't really happen i mean it did but nobody got to go the the first fans in there are going to be in the playoffs that's right that's what i was going to say the first fans are probably not going to be fans of the rangers the first fans in there are going to be yeah you're right they're gonna be world series fans um and i mean next season is there still going to be that same kind of new car smell i think with that stadium i think i mean how about you i, I mean i'm going to be excited go, yeah. to go i yeah. want to go see it i want to go sit in a the game there i'll buy one you know we, we, we used to go and seriously, we when it was it used to be somewhat affordable. We'd go four or five times uh, a year, uh, you know, and buy tickets and try to. And I always thought that if you're going to go, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of sitting, you know, where you couldn't see. So mm-hmm. I mean, we would, you know, three, four, five times a year, we would we would buy nice seats and and go to the ball game and enjoy it. 
that's that's not part of the equation anymore because they've kind of priced me out of the uh, out of the out of the going to the game four or five times a year. I, I'm I'm a once a year kind of guy now, you know. And but you know, yeah, we'll go and, and we'll check out the stadium and and we'll walk the place and we'll see all the neat things that the the stadium has to offer. And you know, I hope that they they play that that particular night with the roof closed. And you know, and and I, I yeah, I, I want to yeah, see what I, it's about. And I think a lot of Central Texas and North Central Texas baseball fans will do the same thing. I'm going to love seeing a game in July when it's not 110 mm-hmm. outside. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. going to be fun. It's going to be great. Uh, and but are you going to see a good product? That's the question, and I think I think we all know the answer yeah, right now. You're not going to, and, and that's the thing. I mean, after this first year, everybody flocks to you know kind of see what, what the Mecca is going to be like. At a certain point, a, a, even as cool as your stadium can be, I mean, you're there to watch good baseball. And if that doesn't happen – then eventually you're, you're going to tire of kind of the, the show of, well, let's just see what all the features the new stadium have. All right, 455. We're five away from 5 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley Show. We're back with more on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. Okay, so Stretch, just before, and I'm talking seconds before the microphone's open, well, you, you know, I, I look at Garrett and, and say, the beauty of baseball to me is that there's no there's no clock. And uh, he goes, oh, no, no, no I mean, they're too long. And that's fine to have that opinion. I said, well, Garrett, you got to understand, you're young and I'm old. He goes, well, that's true. He, hey. just, just, he just threw me under the bus for being a little elderly. I, no, that's, you know, I think after yesterday with the dog incident, you were owed that one. <laughs> okay. Is that, oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted to. He wanted made too much after you yeah. and I. Wasn't that, wasn't that a very kind thing to do? See, I got yeah. our back stretched. Hey, hey, hey. Out of way. Out of way, Don't take it, buddy. Just stab him back whenever he tries to Whenever he tries to throw one of those singers at you. One of the many things that happened is, uh, is memory, and I forgot all about that yesterday. <laughs> you didn't, clearly. Nope. <laughs> this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, we're going to talk a minute about the Baylor Club. The Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium is a private club with all the amenities that you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast for members Monday through Friday. They also serve uh, lunch and dinner a la carte, and they have events for all interest throughout the month. Man, you need to check this place out if you've never been uh, to the Baylor Club. They uh, just an unbelievable view. They got a panoramic view of the campus. They've uh, also of the Brazos River, downtown Waco. Just, just a gorgeous setting and a gorgeous scene. And and they encourage and invite you to host your next function with confidence at the Baylor Club. But in fact, I've been to several uh, functions at the Baylor Club, and you want to talk about hitting a home run? They, they are they are a hundred percent satisfied every single time that there's an event there. And uh, they have certified event planners that can handle all of your requests, take care of everything so you don't have to, and they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a very safe and comfortable and socially distant setting. So why not check out the Baylor Club? And and uh, ESPN Radio Central Texas listeners are going to receive a preferred joining incentive by mentioning this ad. All you got to do is to say, hey, I heard on the Matt Mosley show Tom talking about the Beta Club, and you're going to get uh, you're going to get some nice, uh, nice little things there. So call April or call Stephanie today. Their phone number, 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080. And uh, you can make the Baylor Club your home away from home. 
Grand Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners get an additional $1,000 off. Or how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Ram Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Five oh two, couple of minutes after five. Drive safely as you uh, wrap up your work day. You head for the house. 
Tom Barfield alongside Stephen Simcox. This is the Matt Mosley Show on this Tuesday, and we appreciate you being with us. The Matt Mosley Show brought to you in part by Central National Bank. And, and uh, Stephen, the uh, the Cowboys take on the New York Giants, and uh, that is a 325 uh, football game on Sunday afternoon. We'll have the broadcast right here on your Cowboy station for Central Texas, ESPN Central Texas. And, uh, again, it's a 2.30 pregame with a 3.25 kick and should be uh, – boy, this – we talked about last week being must win. Can you imagine dropping two in a row at home and going to one and four on the year and, and losing to the New York football giants? Well, not only losing the New York football giants, but – if Jason Garrett's offense puts 30-plus mm. points mm. on you and and your house. I mean, yeah, this is – if you go to one and four, if you lose to a Giants team without Saquon Barkley, there's no hope for this football team, even in a terrible division. Basically, you just wave the white flag, at least for this season. By the way, George Springer uh, just went yard again. Again. So it's now 5-2 strokes. So he's got at least two hits today, mm-hmm. had four hits yesterday. He's got six hits in this divisional series, and we're a game and a half in. That is amazing. Yeah, he's having a pretty good uh, a pretty good series, Tom. He's doing okay for himself as uh, the Strohs try to get a pretty commanding 2-0 lead against the A's. In a best of five series later tonight, we'll see uh, Yankees Rays, and we'll also get um, the Padres and Dodgers. We'll get their series underway in Arlington. If you're going to watch that one, take a nap. I mean, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's a late start. Eight forty. Eight forty. It's almost like a, a Pacific Coast start, even though they're playing the game in Texas. Um, but yeah, the importance of this game is massive. As the Cowboys try to get back on the right track and right the ship, and we'll hear from Jerry Jones. This first clip. Uh, we played a little bit earlier in the show, but it's basically the, the question asked to Jerry was this defense has been terrible. They were the worst they've been all season last week against the Browns, giving up over 300 yards on the ground and 49 points. So does this defense just have the talent to uh, to turn this thing around and get this thing done? Well, I judge the talent. I judge the talent by what we've had in the past. I judge the talent by what we're asking them to do what the schemes are asking them to do. Uh, They need to do it. They need to do it in unison. They need to uh, basically execute the scheme and the plan and let the plan trust the plan, trust the scheme. You hear that all the time. Just trust the play. Trust your preparation. Trust the play. And uh, uh, that can be challenging if you've uh, got a new system. And uh, we certainly have a new system, but there are other clubs that have new systems too, especially over on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, So uh, uh, I I think we will trust our schemes better. Uh, I certainly think that uh, your coaching staff is capable and can make adjustments, and this uh, business we're in is nothing but a week-to-week series of adjustments. It's all about adjusting. And you've got to be a different team as you move through the year. We're capable of all of that. This is a good coaching staff. I've got a lot of confidence in it. Uh, I think we uh, have a really good chance of being a lot better as we go forward here. And by the way, uh, oh, sorry. I'll turn on my mic. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, this audio is courtesy of 105.3 The Fan, where Jerry does his weekly radio show, Tom. But Jerry Jones is still confident. Uh, this defense has the players to uh, to turn this thing around. 
I'm amazed. Uh, but again, what we've seen the last, it, just take the last two weeks. The last two weeks, do you, does that does the last two weeks give you any hope that they can play quality defense? That they can play NFL caliber defense, snap in, snap out? No, it doesn't. And it was done in different ways too. I mean, that Seattle game. And obviously, like, Seattle has Russell Wilson. They're going to throw the football. But you saw receivers just running free. You saw busted coverages, guys getting beat. And against Cleveland. And I mean, they practiced, and, and the Cowboys secondary practiced social distancing in that game. They did. I mean, they, I mean they, they were at least six feet apart from those receivers, they I can assure job. you. They had a helmet on, and they were, uh, they were you know, keeping their distance from those wide receivers. Uh, but against Cleveland, it was just getting blown off the ball. You know, they were running the ball over the place, and they had success in the passing game, too. But I, I've never seen – I mean, we can get caught up in, in hyperbole and, you know, over-exaggeration in this business. But I can't really find another time. They had a game against the Saints five, six years ago where I think they gave up almost 50 first downs. And that's about the only other time I can think of where I just saw an NFL defense just let the other team march down the field. Yeah, well, I mean, from a talent perspective, Tom, I really think the only good player they have right now is Alden Smith. Well, and I was going to say one that there's two there's two major issues with that group. Number one, they're not very talented, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, even if you're not very good, you can play hard, and they don't. No. Uh, they don't play hard at at least they have in the last couple of weeks. Sunday was disgusting to see. I mean, it was like you want to talk about going through the motions. That's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, it's a noon Sunday game, blah, 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 you know. And they just kind of went through the motions on the defensive side of the football. And I think in particular, once they had those back-to-back turnovers and got down, what, 28-14, it was like, okay, we're done. Yeah, the effort wasn't there. And Jerry alluded to in that answer that, you know, maybe they don't trust the scheme, know the scheme. And to me, that's an easy fix. I mean, if that's the case, you got to simplify things. But – as you said, you can you can try hard. I mean, you can you can be bad and, and play yeah, hard. You can make the wrong read and still come downhill 100 miles an hour. Right. You can take the wrong angle and still be doing it at full speed. Um, and it, if it's if this you know scheme is too confusing for them, then they got to find a way to correct that. That's a coaching issue. But the effort's not there. The tackling was poor. I mean, just all the way around. I don't see an easy fix for this group there's obviously ways you can get things turned around but you can't really change your personnel now they're going to get a couple notes you know while we're talking cowboys they released brandon carr today who veteran corner that they brought on uh shortly before the season they're supposed to get anthony brown back who's some corner depth he's been with the cowboys for the past few years so i guess that'll help maybe that takes some pressure off trayvon diggs who's a rookie is having to guard the best receiver on every team right now, and that's just a job he's not equipped for. And they do have injuries at the linebacker they position. Do. I mean, there's yeah. there's no question Van Der Esch and, and uh, the guy that gets hurt all the time. I mean, help me. Sean Lee. Sean yeah. Lee, yeah. yeah. Sean Lee's basically done <laughs> yeah. uh, for the year, and, and Van Der Esch, as you said, has been out. The other linebacker who's really struggling is Jalen Smith, and obviously Jalen's story is really cool. Came back from that terrible injury at Notre Dame. Uh, had the drop foot situation, was able to get back on the field. And Jerry was asked to grade or assess Jalen Smith's performance so far this season. Oh, I think Jalen Smith has been uh, 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 courageous. I'll use that word right there uh, in his performance. He gives you everything uh, that he's got. And um, I think that uh, 
when you think about uh, 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 how significant our change is uh, on defense and you think about his role in quarterbacking it uh, and making a lot of the calls and doing a lot of the mental aspects the team needs to have done at his position out there, uh, then you can give him uh, reasons why uh, that we're sitting here having this conversation. Uh, his effort, I think um, it's safe to say that he has not had a losing effort. We've lost some games, but he has not had a losing effort. Uh, there's uh, three criteria out there, a winning effort, a losing effort, and an effort that won't get you beat. He has not had a losing effort. And uh, uh, he'll give you everything he's got. And uh, we've got players that will do that for us out there. And he certainly has got the talent. I, I'll say without question, he has the talent to uh, uh, be the middle linebacker on a uh, winning championship team. Hmm. What would you make of that one? Listen, he's trying to protect his guy. Jalen Smith is just not up to it. And I, I don't think it's an effort problem for him. I mean, Jalen does play hard. One of the few. One of the few that plays hard. But, and maybe he's just a guy that because of the significance of that injury, he's never going to be 100% again. He still just struggles. I mean, he's kind of limping around there. He struggles in coverage when, you know, they match him up against wide receivers or tight ends in space. He struggles to chase guys down. I just don't think he has it physically, Tom. And that's not his fault. But at a certain point, you got to get somebody off the field if they're a liability. And I I think that's what Jalen Smith is. He's just not a great NFL linebacker now. And it's not necessarily his fault, but you can't keep trotting him out there if if it's not going to work. You know, for years, one of the things that the Cowboys always could uh, could count on, and that was the quality of line play that they've had. But, man, they've got uh, just a ton of injuries in the O-line. And, and it's there, there's some continuity issues, to say the least, with, the, with, that, with that group, Stephen. There is. Um, you know, Lyle Collins was supposed to be your starting tackle, and what looked like uh, a three-week kind of hip injury – has now been upgraded to he's out for the year. And, and Jerry confirmed that today on KLRDFM. Um, and then he was also asked about Joe Looney, who's been playing center. He's played some guard, but mainly he's been playing that center position. And uh, he, he's expected to now miss some time with an MCL tear. Here's, uh, here's what Jerry said about um, Joe Looney today. Well, it does. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, 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 obvious uh, play uh, by Des uh, uh, will come into play here real quickly. That's usually the way it works. We anticipate that. That's the way that normally a young player gets an opportunity to play. But Joe will be missed. Uh, he is truly one of the leaders of this football team, and uh, he will be missed out there, but he'll be the first to tell you that uh, uh, this guy can, uh, by Des, his backup uh, should be able to rise, I emphasize, rise to the occasion. So there it is, uh, some comments from uh, from the uh, president and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, compliments of KRLD-FM. Uh, and again, man, you, we, we've talked a lot about uh, Zeke not getting not getting carries, uh, 12 carries on, on, mm-hmm. on Sunday, and Come on, that's 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 not the that's not the the formula. That's not the solution. But if if you're not going to be able to move the football, 
do you keep feeding him the football other than every once in a while let's keep him on us with with the running play to to 21 well I think it's a couple things one I feel like and we can you know talk about this maybe we can get into it more in the next segment but I think we're we're seeing an identity shift with the Cowboys. And I understand why people don't like it. And the results right now um, would prove them to be right. But I feel like they want to air this thing out, Tom. I think now I understand the question is, well, then why did you pay this running back all this money if you want to become a passing team? But with adding CD Lamb and kind of the personnel packages they've moved to, the way Dak's throwing the ball around, I think that's what they want to be their identity. And then also, you can't fall behind in games. I mean, that's that's another big part of it. You know, you, you talked about the turnovers. The Cowboys, I saw the stat today. They have had seven offensive snaps this season where they've had the lead. Seven. That's it. That's two, three and outs, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way that they started this thing when, when Dak and Zeke were rookies was it was all on Zeke. It was all in that run game and protecting your defense and having these long drives. And then, you know, occasionally you'd put Dak back there and you'd ask him to throw and make a big play. Um, but it was all on the back of 21. And now they've really moved away from that. I think they want to get him more than 12 touches a game. But you, you have to, you know, enforce your style of play by taking a lead. And um, Zeke's not, and this is not, really a knock on him, but he's not somebody that's going to run routes in the slot. I mean, you can get him involved in the screen game and some of those check down passes, the drop off passes, but you're not going to line him up out wide and let him run routes. He, he's not that type of versatile dude. He wants to get downhill and run the ball and they just haven't done enough of that. This Are year. you going to win on a consistent basis with Dak Prescott throwing it 50 times a game? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, but they have proven that when they feed the football to to Zeke, and, and, and again, early in the game, you know what? I understand you may get one and a half, two yards, uh, but that's a guy that punishes people when he runs mm-hmm. the football. So what does that what does that look like in the third quarter and fourth quarter? Now, the fact is you got to be in the game to be running the ball in the third and fourth quarter. You can't be behind by 28 where, where you're throwing it all over the yard. I get that. But it's at some point you would like to see them – and if you're not very good on defense, the best defense you can have is your offense. Keep the opponent off the field, and the way to do that is long, sustained drives. We saw one last night that was 20 plays, a 20-play drive in the National Football League. Now, they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, it, it resulted in three. It ended in three points, but it was <laughs> but a long drive. You know what? The opponent's offense wasn't on the football field. They went and they started a drive at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. The one, and they 20 plays later, they're kicking a field goal, and I think it was seven or eight minutes off the clock. So uh, you, you want to keep Mahomes and Kansas City's offense off the field going up a 20-play drive? Well, I think part of this, too, is, you know, this offense feels a lot of pressure. And I feel like Mike McCarthy has apparently in his year off really embraced analytics. But I think going forward on fourth and two and fourth and four in the red zone, I feel like that's just as much he doesn't he he really sees field goals as failures right now because I mean when you're giving up seven points every time the other team has the ball. Well, I was going to say when you're trading seven for three quickly, you get you get in a hole. Yeah. Yep. So and, and maybe he's right there, but at some point you the offense and and special teams they have to go about their business and do what they do well. 
And I think that is being more balanced with uh, with their offensive unit. They've got to run. They've got. And when does Zeke start throwing a fit and say, you know, give me the darn ball? Uh, you know, we might be there soon for yeah. sure. I mean, he's he's not there to to just. But he couldn't say much the other day. I mean, he he lays the ball on the ground yeah, right out of the box. I that's mean, the other thing is you can't fumble and you can't get behind thirty one fourteen because that makes it tough to run the football. So we'll find out. Uh, they play Sunday against a, a very bad New York Giant football team and. We'll see how it all goes. It's a 325 kick and a 230 broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Drive safely on your way home. Tom and and, uh, and Stephen Simcox, we're glad you're with us. We're back with more in just a moment. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies once again tonight. Very comfortable and quiet conditions. Low temperatures fall to 61 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Another pretty warm day with a high of 88 degrees. And sunshine continues on Thursday. High temperatures top out at 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UBEO.com. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. For 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Listen, 
In the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people moving in from out of state to Waco, thanks to Chipper and JoJo. And while we welcome these new citizens, they unfortunately brought some of their bad habits with them. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and you know what I'm talking about, naked trucks. You'd think everyone moved here from McNewtville, but we shouldn't judge them, we should help them. For example, when you see a recent transplant truck from a less civilized state like California, instead of saying, your truck is disgusting, your bed is exposed, get a bed cover on that truck, buddy, that's a bit harsh. Instead, try something like, you know, in Texas, it's not polite to drive around with your bed exposed. Maybe you should check out the excellent selection of bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. And then if they refuse, you can say, well, I hear New Mexico's a nice state. Let's help our new neighbors and let them know that truck nudity is not okay. Let them know about Pickup Outfitters of Waco and send them to our website, createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. It was announced late Monday afternoon that Hoot Jonigan will be joining the Baylor softball coaching staff after the retirement of longtime coach Mark Lumley. Baylor softball head coach Glenn Moore talked about why Jonigan was the right man for the job this morning on the John Morris Show. They had an advantage there, uh, certainly an extended interview process, not in the greatest environment when we were dealing with so many injuries at the time, you know, all the adversity through that, struggling through that season. We got to see him deal with a, a lot of issues there, so uh, it was uh, an advantage there, but everybody that knows who knows uh, what kind of person he is, number one, what kind of man he is. Not everybody knows what kind of coach he is, though he is outstanding. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. There's no question uh, you, you're, you're moving to the top of the list when it comes to musical director for ESPN Sports. Uh, good, good stuff, Stephen. Just, just, you're bringing the A game when it comes to the uh, musical bumps today. Just Thanks, Tom. High-quality high stuff. 524-24 after 5. Astros on top of the A's. They are uh, up 5-2. to two. That game is in the top of the sixth inning out in Dodger Stadium. And the uh, Astros threatening in the top of the sixth inning. So they're looking to add on uh, here in the sixth inning with a 5-2 advantage over the uh, Oakland Athletics. Leading one game to none. Looking for a uh, a two-game to none lead. But uh, doesn't look like they're going to extend the lead this time anyway. No. uh, Yeah, Mike Miner, former Ranger Mm -hmm. on the hill for Oakland right now. And, I mean, that's unfortunate time for Oakland. They, you know, Chad Pender hits a bomb. They get within one. And then you're looking for a, a shutdown inning there in the fifth to try to keep yourself in the game. And they're still in it, but now you're down three after a couple of home runs. So um, not looking great for Oakland. they got to find a way to, to rally here. And, and, again, it's interesting for, for everybody involved because none of these games, there's no off days. There's just there's nope. no off days. You're just playing ball. And you're playing baseball back to back to back, and it's five straight. Uh, if you need five, it's the, you know obviously the best mm-hmm. three out of five. But uh, in, in this situation, you're playing the best uh, three out of five. And, and uh, so it, how you manage your pitching staff, do you stay with the starter a little longer than you normally would? Uh, do you find a guy that's throwing strikes out of the bullpen and just ride him until he's done and then – 
you know. So how do you manage your starters? How do you manage your pen? Uh, how do you get guys ready to go uh, on back to back days? I mean, there's 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 a lot of interesting managerial and pitching coach decisions that have to be made as you work your way through the series and obviously if if you're behind it you you've got to worry about today today and you'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow but if you're the astros uh what dusty baker and his group have to do is you know it's interesting what in, in you know what what they what they need to do as far as managing their pitching the rest of the way well and tomorrow i mean if if houston goes on wins this game tom you know how it is an elimination game, then you can't have any sh- sort of leash with, with your starter. Nope. I mean, as soon as he's in trouble, um, you know, bullpen be darned, you got to get somebody in there. But, well, yeah, that's it. And and that's three straight days of that attitude. If you're the Oakland right. A's, if the, Ra- if the Rangers, if the Astros are able to hang on and win today, and, and if you're Houston uh, tomorrow, man, don't you just want to go in and just go ahead and just crush the opponent, get it done, get it over with, and then sit back and wait on the, the Tampa and New York series to conclude? Well, you do, and especially for Houston, because they don't have a, a deep starting pitching staff. I mean, you know, Verlander, <laughs> all, the injuries. all the injuries, Verlander's down. They don't have the horses to go necessarily five straight days. So you want to get this thing done as soon as you can and get some time off like they did in that twin series where they won the first two games. They won Tuesday, Wednesday. They were off until Monday. Yeah, so they, and you get to go rearrange your pitching staff and reset. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do a reset on everything uh, when it comes to your pitching staff. You have all kinds of options. Uh, Tom, we were talking Cowboys in the last segment, and on our CNC Collision Center text line, we got a, a good amount of feedback. First, Brad chimed in and said, the Cowboys are 23-5 and when Zeke rushes for 100 yards or more. Uh, so that kind of went back to our discussion about the philosophy in Dallas. When when Zeke runs the ball well, um, they, they win games. It's just that simple. And, and run in their situation, run sets up pass. And, and right now they're throwing the football all over the yard and, and not running the football. And we were talking about uh, the effort, especially from that defense on Sunday, just not seeing it. You know, did they quit? And uh, Ron and Temple said, Jerry tolerates lazy players. Uh, might as well put Zeke out in uh, in the pattern and maybe he's talking about a pass pattern there uh but yeah let's let's focus on that jerry jones is this just a from the top jerry not setting a, a good culture there I, I don't know but jerry jones is not on the sideline on sunday afternoon mike mccarthy is have you seen mike mccarthy go get in somebody's grill yet and say hey look this is not acceptable mm-hmm. you play hard or you're going to go find yourself something else to do i mean he just stands there he's just it's it's he's just stoic looking i mean just I don't know. <laughs> it just it's, I, and and you know that he's not. But man, it just comes across as disinterested. I well, mean, and I mean, I I get it. Everyone like Jerry, the Jerry Jones problem is there, and it's real. And the bottom line is whether it's Chan Gailey, um, Dave Campo, keep going, Wade Phillips, Bill Par or Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, now Mike McCarthy, uh, the kind of standard and the thing that's been constant through all that. And through this long playoff drought has been that Jerry Jones, even though now allegedly he's taking less of a role in these personnel decisions and drafting, and he's kind of transferred most of that over to Steven Jones and Will McClay, he's still been the guy. But, I mean, it's, it's almost Make pointless no talking mistake about, about it. it. He owns it. Yeah, he owns it. it. The buck stops with him, but it's almost pointless talking about it because he's he's not going anywhere. I mean, you know. Nobody's telling Jerry Jones tomorrow that he's got to get out of there. So 
Um, there's a culture problem from top to bottom. I think a lot of the issues with this team is roster management and talent evaluation. I mean, there wasn't, I don't think anybody was optimistic about this defense going into the season, but you thought, okay, well, maybe they can cobble together something here and, and make something happen. And there were some guys like Don Tari Poe and Gerald McCoy, who never saw the field because he got hurt. Um, and, and some other players they brought in, Gerald uh, Everson Griffin, that you that I think just got kind of that cowboy bump. And they signed a free agent deal with Dallas, so they're going to be good. And it hasn't panned out. I mean, it just hasn't worked. And, and there's a lot of conversation uh, about the the way the, the defense is assembled and put together play-to-play, series-to-series. And, uh, and, you know, you keep hearing, well, from well from, uh, from Stretch, for one, he says this team does not line up well. They do not get in – they do not get in – the correct alignment, and they certainly don't have the correct assignment. And he talks about, you know, setting the edge and not letting people get to the edge. And he said they simply just don't do that. Now, is that, hey, we've taught them and they just don't do it? Or is that we're not putting the players in the correct uh, assignment or, or, or alignment? And, and who knows? I mean, I, you know, we're not there during the week watching practice, so we don't know what, what is going on. But there's something clearly wrong with how they play defense. And, and, and you make a good point that they're, the, the players that they're playing with, th- they struggle to perform at a high level. Let's just put it that way. They do. And, I mean, listen, I, I have questions about what Mike Nolan's doing, but as far as fundamental stuff, setting the edge and – not getting blown off the ball and not getting washed down. I mean, that that's got to fall on them. I just, I can't see a scenario where, you know, those basic things aren't being taught. Maybe they need to be emphasized more. Yeah. Like maybe they have to go take a practice where they go back to, Hey, we got to find a way to get you guys to a point where you can keep your outside shoulder free and not allow players to just run past you on the outside play after play. Um, but I mean, that's, that's junior high, high school stuff. That, Secondary guys, where are your eyes supposed to be? You yeah. know, and, and you literally can see it with some of those camera angles that they're not they're not paying attention to what they're supposed to be watching. And and, and, and is that on – I mean, that's got to be on the players taking some responsibility for their assignment. And, and man, I just – it's this is just a bad defensive unit. And as you said earlier today, you can be bad – and still play hard. I mean, you. I mean, and that's another thing that they're not doing is you don't you don't see that. Hey, you know what? I'm going to sell out to make a play, no matter what. If I got to chase a guy down 20 yards, I'm going to catch him and make a play. You don't you don't sense that, right? I mean, I felt. I don't know how you felt watching the game, but it was almost a helpless feeling watching the Cowboy defense on Sunday. Yeah, you can control the effort thing. I mean, you can make a bad read or make a bad decision and still do it at full speed. And, and they're not doing that right now. Um, and maybe that was just getting discouraged in the middle of the game, but it, but it can't happen. Um, also from the text line, Leon said Dallas is only a pass team now. They only run in desperate situations. Um, and, I mean, hey, it's looking that way. I, I think, again, a big part of that is you just keep falling behind in these games. And you, you got to find a way to get off to a good start and not, you know, fall behind by two or three possessions. But they certainly seem to be a pass-first team now, Tom. But do you hit the panic button if you're behind seven, behind ten in the first half? Why can't you stick to the plan? Why why can't the plan be we're going to run first and throw second? I mean, right now, throwing 50-something times a game 
hasn't exactly got them where they want to be. No, it's not working, and I don't think you can hit the panic button, but I just feel like, again, this defense is struggling so much that, that Kellen Moore might feel like, man, I, I got to keep my foot on the gas here. I got to keep throwing the football because I got to find a way to get seven points and and you know keep pace with this offense that I'm facing off against with. Or with. But um, as much as we talk about running backs not being as valuable now, I still think when Zeke's running the football downhill, and maybe it's the offensive line. I mean, maybe it's just that because Lyle Collins is out for the season and now Joe Looney is going to be out that center position, Connor Williams uh, just hasn't panned out very well. They they just don't feel the confidence to run the football downhill. But that that has to be a part of your arsenal. Right now, Dak Prescott, through four games, has thrown the football 201 times. That's what fifty passes a game. Oh, he, I mean, he's it's on pace. Nuts. He's on pace to set all kinds of records for yardage and touchdowns and all. You know, he's going to put up gaudy numbers, but it doesn't matter if you look up in your six and ten at the end of the year. Which is my point. I mean, he has he's averaging fifty throws a football game, and you're one and three, and really you're a you're a onside kick away from being zero and four on the year. So the throw it, throw it, throw it philosophy certainly is, and I get it when you're behind. I mean, when you're down 21, you're throwing the football all over the park. I get that, that, that aspect of it. But early in the game, when you're down, let's say you're even down seven, down 10, whatever the case may be, stick with the plan. Mm -hmm. If the plan is indeed to, to let uh, Zeke run the football. Yeah. You got to give him a chance. I mean, I think it's 12 carries, 12 carries, 54 yards is not going to cut it. And that game got away from them in a hurry, and you know he had the turnover. But still, you have to stick with your running game. Isn't shouldn't the plan be twenty carries a game? Shouldn't you expect Zeke Elliott to be a guy that's going to carry it twenty times a game? Particularly if you're in the in the game or in the lead in the fourth quarter. That's what I mean. That's when you punish people yeah, with Zeke. I think that's got to be your minimum. I mean, again, why did you pay this guy if you're not gonna? Use yeah, if he's a decoy or if, a back out of the backfield, if come he's on. Just, if, if you just want to be a throw-the-ball 60 times a game team, then sign your quarterback and go to you know running back by committee and use guys like Tony Pollard and you know whoever it might be year after year. You can be interchangeable at that position. Tom, do you? Th- I know we've been talking about this for what feels like five weeks, even though it's probably only two now. Do they go after a guy like Earl Thomas or – is that well, why haven't they? And, and tell me something. Why did the Texans pass on him when he basically begged Houston to come play there? Why? Why are people not? Why are people talking? Not going for him? There's something to this that I don't think we get. But I, I still think he can play a little bit. But I think there's got to be something else to it because this is a guy that basically begged the Cowboy. He, he he's from Texas. It wants, from Orange, it, yeah. it wants to play in Texas. So he's basically said to the Cowboys, here I am, come and get me. And he's told the Texans the exact same thing. Uh, here I am, come and get me. And neither one of them uh, w- w- went down that road. Well, he was essentially kicked off the team in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they told him to go on. So I, I think it's probably just an off-the-field issue. I, I just wonder at what point do you become so desperate that you say, you know what, this guy might cause problems, but we're going to sign him to a minimum deal if he – causes an issue we can cut him immediately but we we got to get some more talent here and the cowboys don't seem to want to go down that road yet but man we talked about this is a critical game against the giants you have to find a way to win this if you don't man when you don't have hope steven you have nothing 
And if they don't win this game Sunday against the Giants, then all hope is lost, in my opinion. 538, we're going to step aside, and we're coming back with more of the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank here on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a change in the coaching staff for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with 0% for 72 and no payments for 90 days. Or choose up to $9,250 in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2020-2021 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under to the first 2,000 memberships. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events, an exclusive Cub Club t-shirt, and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Today. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor softball has had one of the most consistent staffs in all of college softball for many years. Head coach Glenn Moore with associate head coach Mark Lumley and pitching coach Brittany Sneed Newman were one of the most stable staffs of any program in the country. But Coach Lumley has had to retire due to health concerns. And yesterday, Coach Moore made the announcement that Hoot Jonigan will join his staff as the hitting coach. And Brittany Sneed Newman has been elevated to the position of associate head coach. Here's Baylor softball head coach, Glenn Moore. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, Lum's been fighting for a long time now. And, and uh, you know, we, we knew this day would come we just hoped it wouldn't come um we hoped it would come uh, later rather than sooner and and we're here now um so uh, i don't know of a person personally that could transition us in from what coach lumley was about any better than who um i think that's often the blow to be honest with you so a lot in common um he knows us we know him uh, he's a um you know, it's, it's a blow no matter what, but um, I think under the circumstances, we've, we're going to make a pretty smooth transition and Lum will always be a part of this program. Always. As long as, as long as we're here, as long as people are here, that's even known him. 
That's Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore on the changes in his staff. Hoot Johnigan, now an assistant coach for Baylor softball. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Oh, let's talk about our good friends at Central National Bank, sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. You know, you wouldn't call a doctor, an accountant, or a mechanic using a 1-800 number. So if you're calling a 1-800 number for your bank, your bank, you don't know your bank. And more importantly, your bank doesn't know you. That doesn't happen at Central National Bank. At Central National Bank, they believe in people over the process. They believe in listening, over telling, and helping their customers over helping themselves. Man, what a philosophy at Central National Bank. Experience the difference. It's all we encourage you to try them. Just experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with several Central Texas locations, including 8320 West Highway 84 and 5400 Bosque Boulevard here in Waco. They also have a location in Temple at 938 Canyon Creek, driving all the way down in Austin at 835 West 6th Street. And you can also check them out online at cnbwaco.com. Central National Bank, member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. It was announced late Monday afternoon that Hoot Johnigan will be joining the Baylor softball coaching staff after the retirement of longtime coach Mark Lumley. Baylor softball head coach Glenn Moore talked about why Johnigan was the right man for the job this morning on the John Morris Show. They had an advantage there, uh, certainly an extended interview process, not in the greatest environment when we were dealing with so many injuries at the time, you know, all the adversity through that, struggling through that season. We got to see him deal with a a lot of issues there, so uh, it was uh, an advantage there, but everybody that knows who knows uh, what kind of person he is, number one, what kind of man he is. Not everybody knows what kind of coach he is, though he is outstanding. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Matt Mosley's under the weather. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox at 544 on this a uh, Tuesday it's afternoon. Tuesday, yep, it is Tuesday all day long. Feels like Thursday, but it's Tuesday. Uh, Stephen, what didn't we get to today? I mean, we covered the gamut, haven't we? <laughs> High yeah, school football, I mean, college we've, football. We've done a good job. Um, but I want to stay on this cowboy subject for a minute just because we got a lot of reaction on the text line, our CNC Collision Center text line. And I uh, want to make sure that. You know, all our listeners that, that chimed in get their due. So just a couple more um, notes. Mr. Barry in Copper's Cove said, I told you guys almost two years ago that Jerry Jones spends all his money on offense and no defense, and this is what happens. And, yeah, Barry, I mean, they've they've certainly, you know, spent a lot of resources on offense, but they also drafted, like, Taco Charlton. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a high draft pick. They drafted Trayvon Diggs early this year. They tried to bring in some free agents in the offseason this season with Dontari Poe and Gerald McCoy, Alden Smith. And aside from Alden Smith, Tom, it just hasn't really worked out. Well, in, in, in at one point you thought, man alive, they're going to have three outstanding linebackers. 
their starters. Now, the depth at linebacker, different story, but you thought their linebacking core, Stephen, was going to be maybe one of the strengths of the football team with Sean Lee and, and Van Der Esch and, and, and Smith. You, it looked like that that was going to be a pretty good trio, but, man, with the injuries and then the, the poor play, that, that position is a huge question mark, to say the least. It is. Um, Danny and Belton – so they don't want to pass it 50 times a game, but the defense is forcing them to. At the beginning of the game, they're trying to establish the run, but then their plan changes when you're down 27 points in the first quarter. And, yeah, I mean, it does. But, Tom, you brought up the point. You know, it, it eventually gets to that place, but when you're down 7, down 10, you got to try to well, stay Well, the first quarter plan. was, you know, and, and granted they weren't getting stops, but the, the, uh, the Browns weren't exactly stopping the Cowboys either. It was 7-7, seven, seven, 14, and then all of a sudden those two back-to-back turnovers, you find yourself in a hole 28-14, and it's almost like everybody in the stadium hit the panic button. Uh, and, and down two scores in the first half, Stephen, you don't have to hit the panic button. Down two scores in the fourth quarter, it's a different story. Yeah, it is, and I mean, I, I think, again, that defense is just putting a lot of pressure on him. Leon said, we're talking about Earl Thomas, you know, could the Cowboys bring him in? Could that be an option to try to jumpstart this defense a little bit at that safety position? He said Houston didn't go, didn't go after Earl Thomas, uh, he thinks, because they knew they were going to fire Bill O'Brien. And yeah, maybe that's the case. If you're going to, you know, go ahead and make the move with Bill O'Brien, there's no reason to bring a, a new player in right now. Yeah. Maybe so, so. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if they make any moves. They did not have any. I saw today the Cowboys didn't have anyone come in and visit, so they didn't have anybody work out or anything like that. Uh, elsewhere in the sports world today, we're going to get game four of the NBA Finals tonight. Boy, has that gotten lost. <laughs> it has. It's 2-1 Lakers, right? It's 2-1 Lakers. Jimmy Butler had a triple-double on, I guess that was Sunday night when they last played, a 40-point triple-double. And the Heat are getting some players back tonight. Uh, Goran Dragic is going to try to play. He was banged up and missed game three. And then, bam, Adebayo, their center, uh, had a neck strain. And he's going to play as well. So Viewership is in the toilet. Yeah, it is. Um, and we, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. I think the main thing, I know some people are pinning that on, you know, some of the social justice initiatives the NBA has taken and the outspokenness of the players. But honestly, Tom, I just feel like, and I get that not all the games are falling on days where there's football, but I just think a lot of people don't even realize it's going on because it's it's such a week. You know, typically training camp is starting right now. Right. The finals are in the middle of summer. Right. And it's just totally foreign to have the NBA finals playing in October. And, and this is the one sport, and hockey was as well. This is Right now, even though there was a shortened baseball season, this is playoff time. This would typically be playoff time uh, for for Major League Baseball. So I think there's some, you know, there's some attention to that. And and you're right. I mean, normally you see the uh, the playoffs in in May and June, and 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 you get to the finals in late June into into July for the NBA. This you're right. This this is when you're playing. This is when you're in training camp and maybe playing an mm-hmm. exhibition game. And here we are playing finals, and then they're going to turn around and do it again in just a couple of months. They will, and I'll be curious to see because they're going to be going head-to-head with some playoff baseball tonight. You know, the NFL, really, their ratings have dipped a little bit, but I think it's just mainly to the fact that people aren't watching as much, you know, live television as they have in the past. So, be kind of curious to see MLB compared to the NBA tonight, what that looks like. But anyway, nonetheless, even though the Lakers are heavy favorites, um, it 
the Heat could tie this thing up tonight and make it a best of three. Well, yeah, and then it's a, it's a whole new yeah, ball then, game then. but Then it's 2-2 two, two and yeah. you're playing best two out of three, essentially. Uh, somebody on the text line asked us who won the Whataburger Pick'em this week. It was Brad Lowry, so congratulations to Brad. If you didn't pick up your prize, you can. If you don't, you can, you want me to. I'll be more than happy. <laughs> if to. you don't, me and Tom will go have lunch Absolute, at Waterburger tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, but Corey Miller asked that. So, Corey, sorry. It was Brad Lowry that won. But participate this week. You can go to Syntex Sports Fan right now. Right. And pick the games that we're going to pick on Thursday. And here's how it works. This is the only way we knew how to do it. Uh, it, it who the, the winning – we had a tie, we, and we've had a tie a couple of times now. But so we always, our rule was we go to the first correct score. So the first, so if you get your, uh, you get your, your ballot in on Tuesday and somebody else gets theirs in on Thursday, if you tie, the Tuesday is the winner. First person gets, gets it in. So, and it was Brad Lowry. He got it in early in the week and uh, he had one loss in the whole thing. And I don't get that. I, uh, these guys got to be cheating. They're going nine and one, ten and zero. I mean, they're talking. You know what they're doing? They're talking to toward Whites, who's cheating. I mean, there's no question that Whites is cheating. He, I mean, he picks the games, Tom. Well, exactly. So he has inside info, I guess, because he, what is he? He's about ninety percent or something ridiculous. He's forty-eight and eleven. I'm forty-four and fifteen. Q's thirty-nine and twenty. And that's enough. That's as far as okay. you need to go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Tom, you got to start. I mean, you you know these coaches better than any of us. You got to start talking to these guys about who's going to win these games, <laughs> yeah. and tell them to tell you the truth. Yeah, be Say, honest. Don't, yeah, don't tell me what you'd tell me if I was talking to you on the air. Tell me what you tell me now. Yep, it's uh, it's five fifty one. It's nine before six o'clock, and uh, it's still five two. Houston, they're playing in the bottom half of inning number seven. And again, the Astros are looking to take a two games to none lead in that best of five. Game three coming up tomorrow afternoon. All daytime baseball for the Astros. And I, I, I absolutely love it. And you can kind of start to see the shadows there at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, just uh, it's, it's, it's still a cool scene. It's a great scene. Um, yeah, a couple more stories and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I saw, Tom, that if you were trying to go to the World Series at Globe Life Field, mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram says those tickets are already sold out. Really? Yeah, so the limited tickets they had, which I think was about 12000 They offered some to us. They weren't exactly cheap. Oh, so, really? Okay. Oh, Tommy passed. <laughs> you know what? So the, uh, up in the Metroplex in that stadium, they're rocking because, you know, the National Finals Rodeo is coming in there. Okay. Uh, they've sold out of those tickets as well. And I got a phone call today from the NFR saying, hey, look, we're th- there's some consideration for adding adding some more tickets for the NF- some of the NFR events. Uh, what they want you to do is go online at, at, to the Texas Ranger website and get your name on a list, a, a waiting list, so you can do that if you want to go to the NFR. Uh, but there's no guarantee that there's going to be more tickets. But that's that's just what they were saying is that they're going to take a they're going to create a waiting list through the Texas Ranger website for uh, for, for the NF, for those tickets. You know, the again they're sold out. Every every uh, every session is sold out. Well, I mean, people are itching to go to something, right? I'm, I'm sure some sort of live event. It's and been, and it's the been NFR hasn't been here in 50 years or something like that. Okay. You know, and then you know it's been in Vegas for all, all these years and. Now you're going to bring it into uh, the new the the new stadium and uh, yeah, people in Texas want to go see the the national finals rodeo. Well, I'll close with this: we were talking about the Rangers earlier and what changes they have to make. Um, they are not going to renew the contracts of pitching coach Julio Rangel and third first base coach Hector Ortiz. So Hector Ortiz and Julio Rangel will not be on the staff next year. New pitching coach 
new first base coach for the Rangers. That'll fix their problem problems. Solved, That'll Tom. fix their problems. Nobody Holy can be thrown out at second smoke. base anymore. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, we could have spent two hours on that. We fixed the Rangers, guys. We'll yep. talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> what was your takeaway today, Tom? You learned anything? Uh, you know, I, I, I learned that the Rangers, they're just, I don't know. No, They're not, a mess. They're a mess, absolutely. And uh, But I did learn that the the uh, – the, the, uh, the Ranger, uh, the uh, Astros are in a position to to go up two nothing and put themselves in a spot tomorrow to to close this thing out. Boy, wouldn't that be cool? I learned that apparently uh, the transition from baseball coaching to softball coaching is not that hard. So congrats to Hoot Jonigan. Yeah, Hoot said it's piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, the uh, Matt Mosley show uh, on a Tuesday. Stephen Simcox, Tom Barfield. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.